Hey gang, Hydroberg here. Join us tonight as we dip our toes into the mind of Brandon Cronenberg and his latest film, Infinity Pool. Does his third film make a splash with us? Find out on episode 110 of A Cut Above Horror Review, starting now. Cut my life into pieces! Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we'll be reviewing Infinity Pool from 2023. But first, let's meet everyone else on the show. First up, swimming into our hearts, it's John. How you doing, John? Hi, Jacqueline. <laughs> hey, Hydraberg. Yeah, it was hey, just swimming, just keeping with the theme of the movie, you know? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, I guess we find out about that later. But yeah, I'm great. How are you guys? <laughs> good, good. Good, good. Just three of us again. Feels, it a, little, is. Yeah. feels a little weird. Just the yeah. three of us. We can make it if we try. Yeah. And mom yep. can control us, Hydraberg. Mom can <laughs> yeah. control us. It's easier for me to handle two kids than like four. Mom's back <laughs> in Florida. Yeah, mom is back in Florida. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be back. I have my normal audio set up now, unlike uh, up there. So hopefully I sound a little bit better. I can actually see you guys now and you can see me. So hopefully uh, that'll yeah, we, we make things a little up. smoother. We brought this up uh, before we actually jumped on here. It's just great to see you again, just because your yeah. Wi-Fi wasn't the greatest in North Carolina, but yep, it's I great had... to see you. Thank you. I put on makeup just for you guys. Oh, <laughs> so did I. Maybe That's it's not Maybelline. True. <laughs> That's not true. I put it on for work, but you can enjoy it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I had very low bandwidth in North Carolina, so I had to record on my phone with my video killed and eating up as little bandwidth as possible. And now I can just take up all the bandwidth I want. Hell yeah. So there, take that, North Carolina. Um, America, <laughs> fuck yeah. America. Take that, AOL. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe I should upgrade from AOL. Maybe that's the yeah. problem. <laughs> oh, did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes forever for my dial-up to connect and, and get ready. Does that happen to you guys too? or? Yeah. Yeah, uh, if I was in North Carolina, it would. The image of your face is still downloading. I only have up to your chin so far. <laughs> It'll be done in another seven or eight days. Yeah. Wish you'd introduce the other guy, though. Oh, yeah. So last but not least, it's Hydraberg. What's going on, Hydraberg? What's up, guys? I am so ready to talk all things Infinity Gauntlet and Dano. John, I'm <laughs> oh. so surprised you picked the Marvel film. I'm like, so ecstatic. I yeah, I've been pissed watched, at you all week. Yeah, I watched Infinity I War twice, and I even watched Endgame, too. I'm so excited. Like, why is he making me watch this shit? Yeah, I know. We were supposed to cover a horror movie, but I just felt like we should change it up just a little bit. You're just deviating. You deviant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm a deviant. (laughs) Especially after watching this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we're actually talking about Infinity Pool, uh, Brandon Cronenberg's film from 2023. But first, let's find out if John has any new horror news. Any new news? Yeah, new news. Um, I unfortunately have to start two weeks in a row with some very sad news. Yeah. Legendary director William Freakin passed away at the age of 87 today. Uh, We actually just recently did a movie of his, Bug. Yeah. Yeah, he he directed uh, The Exorcist. One of my favorite non-horror movies, The French Connection. Holy shit. I've actually never seen that. Legendary. Oh, Maybe yeah. I should watch it tomorrow in tribute. Yeah, good idea. That I is sad. That yeah. is sad. But you know what? I it I feel kind of happy then that we just talked about Bug. Like mm-hmm. we didn't know it was going to happen, but 
I think we all felt pretty positively about that. And, you yeah. know. Yeah, and he definitely probably listened to that episode. I'm, like, I'm sure. It was like probably the last thing he did <laughs> yeah. on his death. He's like, I just I mean, need retribution. And gotta, that was it right there. I did the I movie just, Cruising with Al Pacino. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He, he like got a has, pretty full life and he has a great filmography. Yeah. I need to explore more because I've only seen The Exorcist and Bug of his. No, French Connection is a must watch. Okay. It's got one of the best chase like sequences in ever, yeah. like stunt yeah. work as far as cars yeah. go. The poster of it is like legendary of like somebody getting shot and running up the stairs by uh, Gene Hackman. I'm pretty oh, sure Gene I've Hackman, seen that like, really poster. Uh, Gene Hackman's in it and Roy Sh- Roy Scheider. From Schneider. And then after that, you can Schneider. watch the remake with Mark Wahlberg and Charlize Theron. Oh, bullshit. No, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do I'm, that. I'm making a dubious face right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to I'm going to cheer it up a little bit. Yeah, uh, cheer dude, me up. That was a bummer. Did you guys see Saw 6? I don't know. Yes. Years oh. ago when it came out in the theater. Is that the one where there's a bunch of traps and people get stuck in them and then they have to try and get out? <laughs> I meant die. Scream 6. I, I meant Scream oh, 6. Scream. I'm sorry. I I I'm sorry. Oh, no. I haven't watched uh, that yet, actually. Okay. So. Um, what are we talking Sil- about here, John? <laughs> yeah, I know. Radio Silence has done the past two movies, right? Yeah. But there is, a, there is a Scream 7 coming out. And it's going to be by director Christopher Landon. And Who do I know him might... from? Freaky, I know him. Happy Death Day 1 and 2. Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh. So he's doing Scream 7. That's not a bad fit necessarily. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I loved Happy I Death Day. I think they Day. had to step down because of scheduling issues and not necessarily what it like was. creative differences. So Hydroberg, okay. you're exactly right. They are staying on as executive producers. Yeah. They're not okay. directing it. So they brought in Christopher Landon. He's going to direct this thing. So Okay. You know, could be. Could I be. could I could see that because Happy Death Day was kind of like snappy and witty and a little self-aware. And, you well, know, so was cause... Freaky. That was like oh, one oh, of the that, first movies Freaky that we too. did. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, uh, okay. I uh, don't hate this. No, I don't hate it either. Um, okay, I, this is going to be very organic, but I found it so interesting. If you love the movie, now you can love the coloring book. In celebration of the 20th anniversary of House of a Thousand Corpses, directed by Rob Zombie. Devil man. You can get it for $11.99 at a uh, website called Trick or Treat Studios. You can dig through the pages. It's fun for all ages. Nice. Oh, Jacqueline. Color inside the lines in my Dragula. (laughs) Yes. We make a good team, Hyderberg. <laughs> Hold, on. Hold on. I need some tea. Hold on. That was funny. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to get it for my kids. Yeah. No, you won't. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get it for actually, me. <laughs> I, I'm actually going to buy it for fish myself. Let's together, I, guys. Come on. Let's get everybody gather around. I'm going to get the Cap- Captain Spaulding pictures, and I'm just going to color that shit. Well, and I, I saw an ad for this, and it's not just coloring pages. There's also, like, masks you can cut out and color and it like um, paper doll get out of dr satan's like underground tunnel i don't know i didn't see that but maybe that's a good idea and then there's like paper dolls where you can like dress up baby and otis and like cut out the clothes or undress baby if you're one of those kind of people Uh, yeah i get my kicks from paper dolls i dig two dimensions oh baby's a barbie girl just living in a barbie world i don't know oh nice john thank you fantastic very timely <laughs> yeah, so That's all I got. <laughs> my birthday's coming up in like three weeks. So if anybody wants to right, send a little bro. fan mail my way, <laughs> I'll throw in six bucks. You throw in five bucks. We'll get Jacqueline. <laughs> I got five on it. Right. Oh, nice. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, we're go. just full of song lyrics today. Mm-hmm. We're feeling musical. I'm Billy. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. Hey, it's my Yo. Billy. Oh. <laughs> Billy, too, electric boogaloo. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm I think lot, about oh almost God. on a almost on a weekly basis. I think about how Black Christmas was Elvis's favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> right? Like that's I amazing. That I well, mean, he, he probably could only enjoy it for like two or three years, but I know, but it resonated with him. I yeah, know. I'm sorry. He passed away in what 78, 79? Seven, I think. Like right around there, 77, 77. 78, and Black okay. Christmas was seventy four. Yeah, so it was a fairly new movie, and yeah. But I can see how it touched his heart. Yeah. And his colon. And his, oh my God. wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. Where do you think that glass unicorn went? Oh, my God. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Now we know the answer. The answer. Oh he really appreciated that. He did. All right. Is that it for news? I feel That's like it. That's it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Things are getting weird around here. <laughs> I know. All right, Mom. Take over. Okay. So... <laughs> John, we're talking mm-hmm. about Infinity Pool. You picked this one. Um, I did. I, I I felt I felt like we needed to do another new movie and something that was like very polarizing. Yeah. And this movie is. Um, I think we all enjoyed, if I remember correctly, Possessor, Brandon Cronenberg's mm-hmm. like first major release. Uh, yeah. What was his first movie? It was like antiviral. 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 Yeah. I did not care for it, unfortunately. Um. So yeah, I decided. It's about time that we all watch this movie and just give our thoughts about it. But, um, man, I think we're going to have a good discussion about it. <laughs> I can't wait. So can I just ask you guys real quick before we start getting into it? Um, had you watched this before this week? I nope. saw it once. You saw it once? Nope. Okay. Not right. me. John, it was your first time. Me too. First time. Yep. Okay. I was just curious because I kind of feel like that might make a difference. In, I like, I don't know what you guys are going to say about this. So I'm really curious. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, let's decide whether it fucks or sucks. John, you go yes. first. It's your pick. I will. Um, wow. Um, I'm so torn about this movie. Um, I'm going to say this movie fucks like you're watching this awesome orgy. You're being very um, voyeuristic. Uh, yeah, voyeuristic. And then you join in. So you become hedonistic and then you feel really guilty about watching it afterwards. So it's a fuck, but you feel dirty afterwards. Okay. So a guilt inducing fuck. Okay. Oh yeah. Hydroberg, what do you think? Sorry, John. Was there something else? No, I was just going to ask you first. Oh, well, I'm asking Hydroberg. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So this film is a fuck that seems so sensual and erotic at first. And then there's a moment where you feel someone licking your toes and rubbing your legs and you realize you are in a drug induced orgy. It's not all pleasurable, but the scenery is great. And the idea of an orgy is solid. So you are along for the sweaty, sexy, slightly gross experience. It's a fuck. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, For me, Jacqueline. Yeah. For me, it's uh, it's definitely a fuck. This movie fucks. But you got to be okay with some weird shit, like some yeah. uh, bulging, extending nipples, and some people showing up that you didn't expect midway. And you know, you got to, you got to, you got to be able to roll with it if you're gonna, if you're gonna enjoy this fuck. So, mama. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, John, why don't you drop that spoiler warning so we can get into it? So we can get g- into the infinity pool. I want to get yes. in. We've only dipped uh, our toes. Let's get in there. <laughs> Let's submerge ourselves. You got it. Infinity Pool. We'll be talking about it. It's from 2023 in its entirety. If you have not seen this movie, pause the podcast. Go watch it. Come back to find out what we thought about it. Please do. Hydra Berg. 
Are you all moistened and ready to give I'm moistened. <laughs> a I've reach moistened around? my eyes. I've moistened my throat. I'm ready to go. But what about your hands? My hands, I'm not going to moisten them. Just like me. Oh, uh, just a dry reach around, got, huh? Yeah, just a dry reach around. <laughs> Hold on. Before you do it, that may came, come up later in the movie. Yeah. Oh. It's in my notes. Mm. You ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a writer blocked by frustration seeks inspiration while on vacation. Engaged in ego-stroking masturbation. Off his book, James switched his concentration to into self to notice his marital separation. With Gabby lies his true temptation. An accident that kills a farmer. Called the cops, they did not bother. Had a son, he was a father. Locked up in a foreign land. Execution on vacation, not part of the plan. Against the law is where he stands. Offered up a deal to swerve the trouble. They execute a perfect double. Bred from class and born in jello. No time to grow, no gentle hello. Death by kin, a younger fellow. Addicted to the view of death. To watch in awe your final breath. Hallucinate and beat your chest. A system made just for the rich. Gabby's tongue, it did bewitch. A reach around as James he twitched. Gabby holding every inch of James's mind. Had a good wife he left behind. His new friends not very kind. A few more deaths add to his bind. As he starts to lose his mind. His psyche's never coming back. An orgy marks the final crack. His ego flipped now on its back. The zombies game they seem so cruel. Gabby's found the perfect fool. His love of self it makes him drool. An island with a twisted rule. To copy all your molecules. Can't count the laps you'll do. In the infinity pool. <laughs> oh my god okay oh, i feel like i say it. this at least 50 percent of the time but that was like a favorite that was so no. so Dude, good yeah you fucking nailed that one. Oh my great god great rhymes great yeah. rhymes and great it was... but like you also touched on like the underlying themes though in there like yeah. that's mm. Mm. nice can nice i job. can i say my most favorite part of this movie yeah was well, two things. Brandon Cronenberg knows how to film a movie. Like he knows how to shoot a movie. And the other thing is, is this acting across the board? Thumbs up. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, yeah. The main characters that we focus on are really good. But even the side guys, like when we get mm-hmm. introduced to the zombies, uh, yeah. you know, that crew, those side, those smaller characters, they're cool. Um, I love the detective. Um, what is it? Tretch? Um, no, uh, Tresh. Thresh. Thresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's really good. He's a great actor. Mm. Something that I, I like about this movie and, in fact, all three of Brandon Cronenberg's movies, even though I didn't care for antiviral, it's not to say that I disliked everything about it. But um, one thing that I like about all th- when we talked about Possessor, I sort of called the the flavor of it techno horror. Yeah. And I'm going to kind of stick with that for for this movie. I feel like it's kind of techno horror. Um in that it's like envisioning a certain kind of technology that we don't have, but it's implementing it into the story in a way that feels natural. And it doesn't like feel the need to explain how the technology works. No, and I know what I mean. And I like that. I I agree with that a hundred percent. I think, I think he doesn't necessarily have to explain it because the idea of this movie was so beautifully done because there's some realism to it that that this could happen um i just thought he got a little pretentious with this i thought he got like like he, he had this wonderful uh you know th- this molding of possessor which really put him on the map you know antiviral was his independent film so he got some more money for uh for possessor and i enjoyed that movie so much more than this one okay um what it, what about it felt pretentious to you 
I think it just was really heavy handed on the social commentary. Okay. That that it's just, you know, you're rich, you can do this. You know, what's what's the you know if if we were in this position and we had a bunch of money, would we see ourselves get killed? Would we, you know, uh, uh, pursue the things that you can without any precautions? You know, I think because you have enough. I mean, that's the gimmick here at the movie is that, like, look what it's coming out of you. I know, but that's the thing. That's why it felt heavy-handed. It's like, oh, yeah, obviously everybody would do that. But then you kind of go. Well, not everybody. I mean, Mia. I mean, M M is not comfortable with it. And she leaves. And she comes from money. Um, Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she comes from more money than James does. James is sort of just. Right, right. and just left like like all of a sudden, well not all of a sudden, but I mean she just she left. She was and trying was, to like wait for him. Yeah, she, she left like, after the second, sure. you know, interaction with the um the the doubles. So John, I think that you're right. I think that there's some commentary here about like uh diminishing morals among people with a lot of money, which but it's, not, it's not to say that like, like this, like a resort. Right. Yeah, and it's not to say that all wealthy people are lacking in morals but i think it's about a certain type of person like a certain mm-hmm. subset but i think it's about more than that as well because I, I agree with you that is there and i think if it were just that then yeah it's like okay you're gonna make a whole movie about that like that's kind of like simple right but i think there's more i think this movie is about like people who are sick like just people who are missing something in their souls and specifically like a certain kind of man with a very fragile ego. Mm-hmm. I think that, and so Hyderberg, you touched on this in your reach around. Um, I think this is very, very much about the male ego because yeah. throughout the whole movie, creative I was that too, you know? Yeah. Where well, you're that, rewarded that, on your creative another... endeavors and he's stagnant. So as a writer, I, I agree. I think anybody who creates anything and who's living depends on creating something, whether it's, film or art or mm-hmm. books or music or whatever like those people have like almost by definition they have to be like kind of egocentric in a way right but, but- the, the, the the reason why i say that that it, why it's pretentiousness is you know james uh alexander skarsgård character almost feels like brandon cronenberg just trying to put it in your face of like yeah i i have this you know i i feel good about this but i just i i need acceptance i need i need to do whatever i can to be able to do this and the fact that his dad is david cronenberg which yeah, is I can not see a bad that. thing i can see there's there's a theory there for sure that he's a placeholder for brendan cronenberg it's like him speaking on his own relationship with his father living under his father's you know massive shadow right. proving himself so there is a level maybe of pretension there but it might be on purpose as well too because that's sort but of these are the it people came, dealing with. Yeah, it just came off like really right. heavy handed for me. I mean, if, if that's what you want to do, and I think it's because we all watched the R-rated version, right? Or did anybody I see the whatever was R-rated? on Hulu? Yeah, um, so did I. Yeah. I watched. So there's only 90 seconds of like more footage in the other version, mm-hmm. okay. and it's smaller oh. stuff. I already I watched the one like one episode uh, piece of the that's missing from the hand job scene. That's like the most shocking addition. Uh, it's I mean, not. We saw thinner, Jizz right? like falling on the floor. What? A- not even that. You see no, his. No. You see his like silicone schlong. Oh, okay. Uh, and you see it released. So, like, okay. you don't normally see that in a film. So hot. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just trying to go off of that. Uh, 
no, I I think I could see where you're coming from, John. I don't I don't really take the film as overly pretentious. I think there's a lot of themes at play. I mm-hmm. think the film's dealing with a lot. Um, like you said, we are dealing with the fragile male ego as well as just um, classism. And uh, you, you have the impoverished people that live outside of the barbed wire fence, you know, which some of these resorts are like that in real life. Most of them are right there. And these these towns oh, yeah. rely on the tourism to make a living. But it's also the people that come here treat the place like fucking like trash. Like they're not from here. People come with money, do whatever they want and then just fucking leave. And they can rob. They can the kill. Locals, they can yeah. Do yeah. The locals yeah, are there to deal with it all the time. And so I think I agree with you. And I think there's like a sort of a friction, like, for example, in Hawaii. Right. Yeah. I've heard that it's it's very much like that, that like, you know, the places that tourists go to are very lush and extravagant and all this. But just like a stone's throw away, like the people who are really living there, it's like a totally different story. And there's kind of this like like the locals, they need the tourism dollars. But at the same time, they resent the people who are coming there and acting foolish and taking, you know, taking the whole area for granted, their beautiful, their home, you know, taking their home that's, for granted. I feel like that's why Thresh has that, like, way of making money off of these people. Like, all right, you you can do those things that we don't allow. Um, you're not, you shouldn't, but if you do, we have a way for you to kind of buy your way out. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think that, like, most of the people that we see in this movie, they come from, from class already. They have money, they're established. James really isn't. He's straddling that line. He's not impoverished like the people on the other side of the wall, but he's not quite the same as the rest of this group. He's not even the same as, as his wife. Oh, I know, but he is, though. He's because caring. He married he's beholden that. to her her purse. Like, he's living off of her. And it's because of the movie. Yeah. Here's what the movie, the movie did for me was make me want to watch Possessor again. And I've never seen Pearl, but it made me want to watch Pearl because Mia Goth was the freaking star of this movie. You should watch Pearl. She's really good in a different way. I know, but it's just Alexander Skarsgård does this wonderful thing of like every role that he's in, he plays something different. Um, he was in that that one show, HBO was like the... What, what was it? Oh. I guess two HBO shows. I True said Lies. succession. He played, he, said True he played True Lies, but then he was in another show where it was like he was married to Nicole Kidman, but he was. Abusive. Oh yeah, Big Little Lies. That's it. Um, oh, he was in that. He's he been okay. In three the, HBO shows. I, I saw The Northman finally. Yeah, he's and he really was good. really good in that. It's fucking awesome. But he's like this big hulking, just quiet guy. You know, he's working his like, ass off. I feel like he's he's in a Viking right in that. So they don't they're Fuck not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like this movie, he, he he gets gaslit so easily. It's just like, oh man, it was refreshing to see. I, again, I have no problem with the acting across the board from anybody in this. There there are some like missing plot points of him and M of you know what happened here, or maybe we could have got a little more of a backstory of that. Of why oh, I like that a little bit because I do think their marriage is one of the weaker spots of the plot of the storytelling. Um, absolutely but it doesn't need to be that strong for us to know that like it's got to fall apart anyway sure we're we're leaving m by the wayside and it's all about it's all about james it's always going to be all about james because that's the kind of man james is when you also see them at the end of the movie in a bus and he's the only one alone but everybody's talking about you know hey i'm gonna be all alone i gotta fix my garden or whatever well they're all back to their mundane selves and they're Mm -hmm. out of character a little bit to the way they've been acting on the on the island, but he's not ready to detach uh, at that point. And we're jumping ahead, but like that's at that end point, like he feels more natural at the island. Uh, and that's, and 
he that's why he doesn't go back to his wife. But it also begs the question of like, like, does he have morals or is like this consumed him like him? It consu- he's a mess. OK, yeah, I think he's yeah. I, I think there's like something wrong with him. Like yeah. there's something missing in his makeup. Um, I think he has I think he's like an angry person. Um, it's also about his like being reborn too. like. Oh, in the story, he's reborn in a sense. We That's see so him. obvious at the end. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. But he kills the dog, um, which is yeah. his like most like animalistic self, and then he's. Oh, it's like the ego through. versus the id, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's okay. the theory. Yeah. Well, so John, you you kind of posed a rhetorical question earlier, or or mentioned something about him being so easily influenced by this mm-hmm. group, and I think that's really important because throughout like the first half i was thinking like how is he allowing himself to go along with these things like as if things aren't bad enough already right mm-hmm. like he's already gone through the the first double and like kind of gotten away with it and he's kind of home free like he should be able to just like go ahead and like get on out of here um but then he continues to like get involved with these schemes and doing the drugs and breaking into the uh, the hotel owner's house to get the metal and then doing all this shit. And it's like, how is this happening? And I think it, it all comes down to his extraordinarily fragile ego. I think yep. that's, that's definitely hinted at in the tension with his wife over mm-hmm. her financial support of him. Yeah. And it's like, it's not the same as if he were the breadwinner and she were the artist in the family and he was financially sure. supporting her. I think there's a very like fraught dynamic with some men whose wives earn more money than them i think there's like um a feeling like i think there's a lot of negative feelings that can arise from that i'm not saying all but i'm saying and he's not even really earning any money at this point too which he's even more of a drain Yeah. yeah and so well and it's like you know we could debate about the like the value of creating something even if you're not financially you know upholding things but it sounds like he's not even really writing much yeah it's it's like if he were steadily writing and sending out manuscripts and he was like trying and it was getting somewhere like maybe he would feel different maybe he wouldn't i don't know but it's like he's not even producing anything right now he's like doing well he he uses the excuse of having like a six-year writer block um the one thing I did love was uh, Mia Goth's character of Gabby, like saying, hey, I'm your biggest fan, knew exactly who he was. And then at the end of the movie, she's like just totally insulting him and belittling him. He's sitting in slippers and he's walking in front of this car really slowly. And that was beautifully shot. Dude, she's having know? a I mean, picnic on the front of the car. She's got a bucket of chicken. Well, yeah, she's it's like a death proof, wine, her it's like death proof open, but not a blanket <laughs> down or a flag or something. Exactly. Yeah, she's eating chicken. She's drinking she's wine. Mass- she's just. Yeah, so that's to prove the like, point that these people do whatever they want. They they are entitled enough that they feel that she can ride on top of a car and eat a bucket of chicken while belittling this guy and blocking a main roadway in a tourist they, and, area because and, they don't give a fuck about what's going on around them. Like they also accept him. Like like it's you know, a weird dichotomy. I, they don't. Know. I'm confused what's going, and that's one of my main complaints about this film is what are their real plans with him. How much I of think, it is planned and how much of it is just, just toy? I think they're completely. But then they, by the end, him. they feel like there's a level of respect almost. Like you've once he's killed the dog, that's the final test. He did that, so he's in 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 their eyes, he sort of came up. But at the same time, he's not the same as them because we see on the end of the bus ride, he sits separately. He's not with them. He's still detached. Um, he ends up not going back to his wife, and he goes back to the compound to 
sit there in the fucking rain and just stare out into space uh, because he feels Which, almost yeah, like, that, re, like that's himself. He's like re- reestablishing himself. He can't he his life outside of this place is meaningless to him now. That so. bus shot was beautifully shot. I mean, it, it was just like because it was like the sun coming in. Everything's happy. Hunky and the dialogue. Dory. Yeah. And and he says nothing, and he's all by himself. You know, he's I by himself. That was great. And he's by himself I think in the separation, airport. I think that separation is his choice, not theirs. I don't think they're excluding him. I think he's choosing to be apart from them because True. I think he sees that for them, this is like a vacation, and this is like the lifestyle they want to have, just as a little break. Like they're just going to do it for a little period of time out of the year. But now they're going to go back to their normal lives, and I think yeah. he has decided. That he needs this. Is this what you continue. do when you go to North Carolina for the summer? <laughs> Are you doing some crazy shit with Joey out there? Oh boy. What happens on vacation stays on vacation. <laughs> um, but so I think that be- I think because there is something broken in him, and there are still these tremendous insecurities, I think he uh, feels like he wants to stay behind and make this his permanent lifestyle, at least for a period of time. But like year round like he wants to continue doing this yeah Um, he's also he's like found himself again like he feels like he's like it's almost like he's he's but that's like ill no no it's not good i'm not saying it's good but for his character it is like a come around for his character in a way like he's at least realized that like i i I don't have a life with my wife i'm not going back this is there yeah and i picked up on that i i picked up on the the fact that like he was he was like torn of where he wants to go with this. And it was just, you know, seeing him in the rain and there was an expression. It wasn't a happy expression. It was just, just this like confused expression, you know, as this hurricane or whatever the fuck is going through this island. It's like monsoon it's like, season. Yeah, it's like a monsoon. Yeah, whatever it is. I mean, he's just sitting there just the like resort's closed. Stare. You see that there's blankets, there's dust covers, yeah. up, furniture, mm-hmm. like... Sure, and the, the fluid but... is like a big thing in this film. Uh, and there's like, we see the, the <laughs> yeah, jokes aside, but it is. And we see like the rain on the window and how like it's like kind of, you know, distorting the view when you look through the window, almost mm-hmm. like right. his life, you know, his view of things yeah. right now. Also, when he's in the when he's in the airport, there's that moment where he says goodbye right to them. And they mm-hmm. kind of acknowledge him on like, a you know, uh, the same level as them. Like, we hope to see you next year. Hopefully mm-hmm. this is some uh, like a, a thing for you and you'll come back and, and do this again with us. And we'll, we'll, you know, and we'll initiate someone new next year, maybe together as, as equals. I don't know. That, but, that was a beautiful shot, by yeah. the way, Heisberg. I, I thought moment. it was beautiful because you see his name and he just pushes it back and then you see it back at the resort. So yeah. I, mean, I thought it was. So there's yeah, a moment right before that, though, where he looks around at the airport and we see all these normal people waiting for their their vacation flights to get it out or go home or wherever they're going. And he lo- has this look on his face like he's not of them. He's alone. And the next shot we see is he's waited and they've they've all gone and he's still by himself. And like you said, John, yeah, he looks at his passport. He looks at the ticket with his name on it. It's 2018 on the on the, the ticket, too, which oh, I was really? surprised by. Yeah, I, I thought it would have been 2020 20 something. Um, and then, yeah, it's almost like that's his old self on that ticket. And then he's like, I'm going to go back to the resort and like start my new, like whoever I am. I don't know who knows what's going to happen after that. But I did notice the way he surveyed the the airport and kind of looked around at everybody. And they did these close-ups of like all these just normal looking people. And he looks kind of distasteful about it. Like, uh, this is not me. I'm, I'm better than this. You know what I mean? I didn't, yeah. I didn't grab that's that. His ego. I, I didn't grab that at all. I just grabbed it. Like he was confused. I mean, that's, this is my first watch. I should probably watch it again. My second. And, 
Mm. I mean, like for me, it was just he didn't know what he wanted. He didn't know what he wanted to do. I think he did. I think he kind of did. And I think we had hints of that from very early on. uh, The fact that the first time he watched one of his doubles get killed, he was in M is like turning away in revulsion. And he is like a smirk on his face. He's like. The corners of his mouth are turned up. He's getting a pleasure out of this. What what exactly that is, I can't quite put my finger on. Like it's hard for me to put myself in his shoes and imagine what well, the imagine, pleasure or imagine what the, realizing what the, that what the like excitement of that would be. But imagine realizing that consequence isn't a thing all of a sudden in this one place that you're in. Like you're realizing that like power and wealth can get you out of a situation uh, more more so than we normally think. We think like. You can weasel your way out by buying a lawyer. But here's like literally like you're just executing a double of yourself. It's a very interesting I, premise. But I, can't, I it's so hard for me. I mean, I guess it's a good thing that I can't like <laughs> quite comprehend this. It's hard for me to comprehend watching your own double yeah. get murdered, like like watching yourself get your throat cut or get stabbed in the gut. And the person like, and the, tethered, and the you're tethered I, to your morality. I feel like this sequence for a person like him cuts that tether and he's no longer like the things that he used to think he had to do in order to you know seem okay with society like in this place in this resort with these people it doesn't apply to them uh and he's intrigued by that he's turned on by it uh, but wouldn't it make a good more, <laughs> and jacqueline I, I i agree but wouldn't it made more sense if he flew back with these people and got on the plane I like that he stayed. No, I think it had to be a deliberate decision for him to stay because I think he's so, um, like, damaged. Like, yeah. conflicted, right? Yeah. But but I, don't, that, that, I don't think he's that conflicted. Like, he I hid do, his though. own passport. He yeah, he did. He hid his own passport in the very so beginning. he wouldn't have to go. Uh, I get that. Because he was t- wife the taste that he got of this world. Yeah. Well, was... he, had the, he had the plane ticket. He had his passport. He could have very easily got on the plane with And he talked to him just... on the phone. Like, things were seemed like if he had gone home, he could have righted the wrongs that, with M and, and saved his marriage, possibly. You know what I mean? And moved well, on and, from and, there. And, 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 yeah, I don't think it was like like a, a, you know, a protagonistic approach that he was trying to take. I thought he was conflicted. So I thought the movie ended very ambiguous. That it was just like, you know, he was torn between one and the other. No, he I, chose I see to the ending is like during monsoon decisive. season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I He's been reborn. I, I agree. I think I, I don't again, I don't quite have a, a finger on it, but I feel like there's something here like he like, I'm trying to get my hands around like what he's getting out of his the penis. experience of watching right. himself <laughs> die. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I feel like there's something here about like the destruction of your soul or like the disposability of yeah. your soul like it's not essential to him anymore it's like that's not necessary <laughs> he's not even really plagued with the the question of oh am i the, the clone or he am i exactly he doesn't, doesn't bother seem to him. care it seems immaterial yeah. to him for and me the movie that's doesn't the focus first on thing it i too much either and it could well that's the first thing i thought when the yeah. detective explained about this arrangement i'm like oh but you're giving it all the memories well then how are you going to know which one is which like how is how is he going to know he's himself and not the clone? Like that was my first concern hearing about. Well, you could make setup. the argument when the first clone got killed is like, like how excited that James was seeing that it was like, Oh, it wasn't me because I know what's going on here. And James really doesn't have any kind of idea. 
I mean, the clone seems a little bit out of place where the clone doesn't quite know what's going on yet because it kind of just woke up, maybe. So it should, it could be a clone. But there's even rumors at the end that, like, I mean, they've cloned him several times without him being in trouble, right? The uh, his group, they they were able to make the dog, you know, outside of that, and they made that other one that he pissed and beat up. So, um, (laughs) and part of it also is that, like, there's. You could even think that Mia Goth was sort of trying to awaken him um, like he was a project. She was trying to fix him because she even says women like M prey on men like you to keep them, you know, like under them or whatever she says. She says early on. She was just gaslighting him. I mean, well, she, it's she, all she gaslighting. She's just appealing to his ego to, yeah, get him to control him. Absolutely. And it's so weird because it. there's a moment where it kind of loses me where I'm just sort of like, well, what is their intent? Like, you never really know their true intent. It seems... It seems diabolical. They're just fucking with him. But at the end, it seems like he's an equal now that he's killed his other self and like he shed his other skin. And now he's like realized who he really is. But he's well, still disconnected from them. And you feel that way. Too. Yeah, you feel that way. But it never happens. I mean, like he is constantly the protagonist. For him, but I just mean the for their their intent. It's always sort of sure. confusing to me. Oh, what I think it's and- like that. I, I think they want to like toy with him for the summer. Or they want to get a little show watching him go through this experience because it's so shocking, you know, at the, at the beginning. But now they're all used to it. They've already who knows how many times they've all watched themselves get doubled and all that. Right. Um. So for well, them, it's like old hat, but. Um, but well, I, I think the goal is just for like for their own entertainment, like yeah. torturing another person. And then at the end of the summer, it's like, oh, he's passed the test. OK, well, we'll get another one. Yeah, so year. exactly. So maybe they all went through the same exact process. At some I think point. so. And yeah, I think maybe. like if he had chosen to behave like them, if he had like kind of been lighthearted about him, but like, oh, ha ha ha. And then like been talking about the errands he has to do at home. I think they would have accepted that and he would have been just. Yeah, but he was broken before point. this. Yeah. Too. Like, yeah. And exactly. they didn't show that. Exactly. I mean, it. that's that's why I say it was a little more ambiguous at the end. You guys are like completely convinced that he was like this, this monster now that he's ready for next year. I just the way they set it up was not the greatest because it felt very ambiguous that he was like. You know, he can go either way. I mean, I, I really like the way the scene played out. With, there was like a little bit of a synth score that kind of kicks in. And there's like an urgency to like, I don't know, the rain coming down, the storm but coming he, in. And he's still like here at this resort that's technically closed. It, it, in Heidelberg, I, I would agree if he put a smile on his face or or there was some sort of satisfaction on his face. But he was just like, he was so deadpan, almost sad, Yeah, you know. And this is what, again, this is my first watch. And I don't know, maybe I got to watch it again to pick up more of the new. I mean, he's like staring and, off into the infinity pool. He, he really is. You know, he's just like, I don't know what's going on. I kind of like it. I did notice I didn't see the cuts on his face like you do the one at the airport. So it, it does make me wonder if like, what, what if I the guy at the airport's not the same person that we see sitting at the resort? What if the resort guy is one of the one of the clones like left behind oh, that wasn't murdered. Well, I didn't notice that. Idea. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Back there, like, yeah, I don't so know. Maybe he does go home, but another one is still there. I think it's him. I think he went back, but the film just I think doesn't. That's how I read it. it, but now yeah. you've got me a little bit doubtful. Well, you can pull those threads in this film, but I don't think this film tries to make you think that like so-and-so is a clone and not them real selves. The possibility of that theory is there, but the, the film doesn't use it as a plot device, which is kind of not at all. refreshing, yeah, actually. I, I, I think if that was the case, that was really weak. It didn't give you that, like... I'm glad uh, that he kind of stayed away from that. 
it's yeah. become a little bit of a trope of sort of like, well, was so and so who they say they are at the end? Like, I don't oh. know. We've seen some movies do that. I'm surprised because mm-hmm. I I kind of came away at the end thinking that all this whole group of characters we don't know if any of them are their original selves. Well, I they, think we're supposed. I thought we were be. supposed to consider the possibility that, or just acknowledge that we don't know. Like, not I don't think we. It's an answer we need to find out. I don't think there's. Yeah, that's what I mean. The film doesn't that. focus think, on it. As a, I just a think I think it's supposed. Device. I think we're supposed to at least like peripherally question like whether any of them are real i mean there is that swerve where they're all brought in and they're mm-hmm. all acting as if they're their you know uppity selves and then they're brought mm-hmm. in to be murdered and we're thinking oh shit the uh detective thresh he's decided like they crossed the line you yeah, know they killed the hotel owner and they crossed yeah. a line and now and they, they seem very real of. they seem like yeah, they're they normal selves real. yeah yeah so and- i don't think there's any like tangible difference between one copy and the next there is, and it seems like the, ultimately it's like the perfect copying of of a person. Um, yeah. They've achieved that. Uh, I think it's interesting, though. I don't know, like that the voyeurism of watching yourself die, and they're like cheering each other on about it. And James is just elated. That's why I don't feel the ambigu- ambiguity at the end. Like I just feel like James James was this guy all along. It was in him. So like it seems like Mia Goth's character gaslights him, yes, and brings him down to their level and tests him and breaks him. And she does, but he allows it. He allows it early from the onset. Like he lets his wife, he hides his own passport before anything gets really out of hand, you know? Yeah. So he's enticed right away and he's empty inside. Like you said, he's living off his his wife's dime or his father-in-law or whoever. Mm. He's a failed writer. Like he doesn't have much to go back to from these islands and then i feel like this is it's a rebirth for him at this point in these islands and then what does it mean after i don't know the islands are closed i just think it's a cool some like kind of symbolic shot of yeah. him sitting in the rain like that like not yeah. giving a fuck and letting whatever happened happen i kind of like that mm-hmm. imagery i think i i think uh i think brandon cronenberg's a really good writer and director i think he's got a promising future i do really like this film i wanted to talk to you guys uh uh, John's away for the moment, but I wanted to talk to you guys real quick about the character uh, Catch. He's the one who's like the um, he's like the hotel manager, and then he's also the Chinese restaurant uh, waiter. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah, also yeah, a I Bollywood think. performer at one yep. point later, and mm-hmm. I was just wondering what the symbolism there might be about his character, John. I was I was mentioning the character Catch, who's like the guy who introduces the hotel. He's like the yeah. hotel manager or coordinator mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we see him again as an Asian. Um, he's supposed to be a Chinese waiter, but he's <laughs> obviously not. And then he's a Bollywood performer later. And I was just wondering what that maybe speaks on, because I feel like there's got to be a reason for that. I thought well, it, I thought he was supposed to be the same character, just doing different roles. <laughs> I mean, maybe because you do get these jobs at resorts where like maybe somebody doesn't show up and people. But I also thought maybe it was perhaps like, I, I don't know, maybe it was speaking on uh, that a lot of these places, the jobs are taken by outsiders and not by locals, even though it's in a local town. They're not hiring yeah. as many locals as they could have to yeah, fill some of these roles. So there's, appropri- there's a little bit of an appropriation aspect of like this random white guy who's doing all these jobs. You know what I mean? And maybe it's not supposed to be the same guy, but as an audience, we're meant to see him as the same guy because it's kind of alluding towards the fact that like these roles are sometimes filled by people that they could fill some they they could hire somebody locally and and you know fill out jobs there i don't know i i just didn't pick up on that guy 
I, I guess it, it he's was in like three different scenes is the same. Yeah, that's an interesting guy. question. I hadn't really yeah. thought too much about it because I just assumed he was the same character doing different jobs. I don't I mean, he sort know, of is, but, but I don't, or is he meant to be three different characters? I hadn't really, I don't know. That's why I just, I just so, wondered why the film does that. There's no like real reason. Can go along with the whole, like, you know, kind of the dark side of tourism and the, you know, these resorts. Like it reminded me a little bit of, of um, yeah, maybe. Watching, yeah, I, I agree with Heidelberg. Maybe it's a whitewashing of like, well, you know, but he wasn't white. Or something. I mean, no, he I wasn't. Mean, no, that's the whole thing too. This whole place uh, was it La La Latoka, Latoka or something yeah, like that. But I think it's fictional. I don't think it's it is any... fictional, and it's sort of like Particular. a weird Spanish slash European sort of yeah. vibe to it. It's got a weird like, like you can't Greek peg and it. Serbian. Yeah, you can't peg and, it. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of reminded me a little of like the Eastern European thing of um, Portugal hostile. or. Yeah. Like, well, Portugal, yeah. like Western Europe, I feel like is very Western, and I feel like Eastern Europe is kind of separate from that. And like, yeah, I think they took a little more from. You know? Yeah, I agree with Jack. Not like hostile they, to me. They they, they took with a Kirk little more of the Eastern European and made this resort yeah. look very Western European, even though it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I, it was filmed primarily in Croatia. Okay. That so that may contribute to that, yeah. but it it just kind of feels like a different world. Like, yeah, it, it, I got this sense of like almost lawlessness there, even though they have quite strict laws. But it just feels like so removed from like uh, the U.S. or even like the Western Europe. So I, I don't know, but it, I think the um, the location and the cinematography, I think everything kind of came together to create a world that feels foreign to it looked to, like it Americans looked, and yeah. It looked uh, really little, good. A little like um, what's the word I need? Like kind of tough to identify. Feels mm-hmm. very like removed from our world. And I think like and that 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 would make me uneasy. Yeah, you know? and yeah. They, to get to that private beach, they had to go through a barbed wire fence, you know, to get it open. Yeah, to get through like, barbed not wire a great sign. Like, not yeah. a great sign if you're not staying. At and, the and there's guards <laughs> there with guns, right? Yeah. So there's yeah. also there's also people that think I could see. Like, what if the bars are there to keep because it's meant to keep the tourists from going interacting with the the, the locals, the impoverished right. locals. Right. Because yeah. we know that the people that are attending this place, some of them are here to do their hedonistic murder, homicidal fucking fantasies. Right. And mm-hmm. so, like, we don't want them killing all the fucking people outside of the wall. So we're actually keeping them in and not keeping the impoverished out. But it looks that way to the, the rich. So it's sort of like a, I don't know, it's a double. It looks a certain way for both sides. Um, it's an interesting thought. I do think that the location is beautiful. And like, John, you mentioned the opening shots. The way he kind of spins it. There's a couple opening shots where the camera spins in a way. We uh, a lot lately. We do see it a lot mm-hmm. lately. It's done pretty well in this. It's like a half spin. Yeah. And it's kind of just sort of showing that, like, not everything's the way it seems, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not a big but- I'm not a big fan of them doing that a lot, but actually this stuff actually did it beautifully. Yeah, he just you know? does it in the opening. Yeah. I don't know. Man. Um, um social commentary ask- real quick of um if you could do this, would you do this? No. <laughs> I know, but that's that it's what? right in your face of like like, okay, you have enough money to be able to fulfill, you know, if Somebody cuts you off in traffic. Oh, I'm going to kill that motherfucker. And you could actually kill that. I wouldn't. Uh, no way. There are people out there that would. I mean, yeah, absolutely. luckily, this film only tackled like murder 
or you know, like accidental death. But with, I mean, there are things there. Are, well, there are themes that play like rape and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. you could get away with, you know, harming somebody forever. And they're not even dead. They, they might they still see your face while you're yeah, and you're getting away with it. Like, so it's even more harmful to the, the victims in a sense. Um, I don't know. It's it's an interesting premise I, that a film hasn't really tackled too many times that I'm aware of. It's yeah. beautiful. It's a beautiful premise. Well, I you mean, didn't see multiplicity. This... <laughs> like to me, this movie could have been so much better. I mean, that the idea of this movie of being able to do whatever you want, you know, the the greed or the 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 urge to want to be able to do whatever the hell you wanted for a summer is a great premise. I don't know. I it sort just... of like that it focuses more on the characters than the actual events or the act of cloning like it, yeah, the cloning stuff is cool but the film doesn't like focus on it it's not the no. main. yes and no, that's what it, i think is really smart about all three of brandon cronenberg's films because it's like sure. you could really get bogged down in the details of how this yeah. works and da, 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 and then that opens you up to nerds going like that wouldn't work that way and like it's like he he just doesn't care. Like he's like we have is, some normal is, things that we can. How, this is what happens. This is the world we live in. Just deal yeah. with it. And and here's the story that results from that. We have like some things like drug use that we understand automatically too as as a themes in 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 a movie. So like once they're smoking that root stuff, mm-hmm. we understand hallucinogenics and like how it could take him further down this road and how Mia is able to manipulate him through that too. Um, mm-hmm. And then the sexual aspect of everything. So I feel like it's. There's a lot of carnal things at play here that I think are interesting or just like your human nature, just your most like basic self kind of in a sense, even though these people are high end, you know, top brass, like rich people, you know, we're all basic humans at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So I think that's That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I would I would consider myself like a little bit of an advocate for like hedonism. Like I think. Like I, I'm very pro like pleasure in life. I think like if sure. it tastes good, eat totally. it. Like you know, mm-hmm. d- you know, I, I think people should be free to like find joy in life wherever they want. But I think like the the boundary of that is when it harms others. Moderation like, um, as well too. So not you know too much of one good thing is always going to be bad, right? Right. Yeah, Jack. Jack and I agree with that 100. percent I mean, if, I think you know if you're gonna you want to be a part of that orgy or whatever, you know, yeah. go ahead, no, do it. No do shame it. for I, me. No absolutely. shame for me. But it's just, you know, you've got carte blanche of being able to do whatever you want to do, whether it's robbing somebody or murdering somebody or, you know, having sex with somebody with no re- repercussions. Right. It's like. Yeah. Power, true power yeah. corrupts. Yeah. You know? Oh, really it's does. Corrupted the people yeah. that, that go to this resort, as well as the people who run, you know, the police themselves, like Thresh oh, absolutely. is Thresh is sort of yeah. blackmailing people. And like, you know, he's got an extortion sort of like ring going on in a sense with this. They have an ATM in the fucking place. He, he does. Yeah. Up, so you can like, go and like, take money out. You're like, if you can take right out a hundred million rubles or whatever. It looks like a lot called. of money. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, you With know, hey, is. just give me that. You're good. Yeah. You can get away with anything. Well, and that's so why your these question... people come. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, your question is interesting, John. Like, would you do this? Like, don't we all kind of want a world where that's like free of consequences? And mm-hmm. so I would say like, yes, to the extent of like things that don't necessarily hurt others, but maybe things that hurt ourselves. Like, you know, if there were no health risks, you know, associated with just like casual sex with like whoever, if there were no health risks 
connected with like you know eating a hamburger every night or, like you know well, and eating pizza for every meal yeah for sure like sure yeah like i think that i think i agree that that's like super attractive and appealing and sort of like intoxicating of a concept to i would say just about anybody but for the most yeah. part i mean we're all but, human yeah but we there's like needs. really not like for me there's really not any um allure to the idea of like, oh, being able to harm another person free right. of consequences. Well, you know the consequences. I mean, and that's that's my point about the end of the movie. When you see James Alexander Skarsgård at the end of the movie, he has no expression. He's not happy. He's not sad. And yeah, we can interpret it the way we want to. You know, to me, it was ambiguous. It was just like, like maybe he's regretful. Know, he sort I don't of looks know. at ease, though. Like he's sitting. No, he doesn't. He doesn't care about the rain. He's just sitting there watching the waves. And Heidelberg, I disagree. Somewhat at peace. Only because it just seems like he's at peace of just rain on him, but he's not at peace of what he. You don't have to smile to convey that you're, you know. I know, but I still I didn't see that. I didn't see that 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 satisfaction. It is a little ambiguous. Yeah, I don't know. Can we just real quick? I'd be remiss if I didn't. We need to talk about the reach around. How often do we have a film where there's an actual fucking reach around it? It's well, so perhaps, perhaps that might be the third time we mention it today, but go ahead. Um, yeah, Mia Goth just, just the way it plays out is like he's just off. going to pee and he's like only a couple feet off. You can hear this, you can hear the sausages cooking behind him as he's pissing, right? And like mm-hmm. she comes up from behind to cook his sausage. Yeah, and she just yeah. grabs him and he's all like I'm sorry. I'm a man. Like, I get it. Like, someone's holding your penis, so you do feel vulnerable. But at the same time, bro, you could totally, like, block her hand. Yeah. He just go like, oh, my God, I'm defenseless. I don't know what to do. It's like her. I'm peeing. Stop doing that. My penis is exposed. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Stop. That's where my pee comes from. Don't do that. (laughs) And then, like, she freaking. Oh, please stop. No, don't stop. Don't. And the the sound effects, like, it's the driest hand job I've ever heard. It sounds yeah, so but it, 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 but he he was fine. He, he was can't fine. Break through through uh, her her kung fu grip. It's just too yeah. strong. Yeah, those those so, pebbles were were moist. We see, yeah, he's those, peeing on the rocks. We see the pee those, hitting the rocks. Then yeah, and we see the pebbles were moist. Afterwards. We see the cum hit the rocks. It's symbolic, whatever. Um, she's like <laughs> maybe they took some of his DNA to clone some more. Who knows? I don't know. But just the way she does it, um. It's like so it's like awkwardly unsexual. It's mm-hmm. like she's asserting mm-hmm. dominance when she's doing it. Um, it's like I got yeah. you. like, yes, I know yep. it's a pleasurable thing she's doing to him, but she's not doing it in a pleasurable way. Well, she's sexual. Looking, once she's allowed no. her to do it, it's like I got you. You allow yeah, me it's, to it's do this. Power. It's yeah. power. Yeah, she's looking at the back of his head, just going like you you're yeah, going to not don't worry about it. You got this. Like, and I think the power is twofold. I think it's the the power of like now he's kind of under her sexual spell. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. he's yep. like, oh, I could have this. Like this is. Yeah. Oh, now I need to chase this. But I also mm-hmm. think that it gives her power in that she could tell his wife. It's like yeah. it's almost like a, a you know a thing she can hang over him. James is very very weak. I mean, he is. Yes. He is so weak minded that yes. he can be con- controlled by anything. You know, and then he's like, an alpha I don't know about anything from it's the like... outside. You know what I mean? Like he wants to have the look of an alpha. He thinks he is. Yes. He tries to carry himself that's... as such. I tell you, yes, Alexander Skarsgård's exactly a good looking dude, but he plays a very weak character. in this Yes, movie. he plays cowardly in this. pretty. Well. And I, I don't think he could be influenced by just anybody in anything. I think that um, 
Gabby's character in particular and the rest of them to an extent in the, in the little group, but particularly Gabby, it's like she knows she can see his insecurities and his weaknesses and she's able yeah. to specifically zero right in on in that here. and like play on that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like how many times during the film do we hear her say things like, don't be a coward, like, oh, this is how you're going to become a, a real man or like, don't be spineless. Mm-hmm. Come on. You know, it's, it's like it's like it's like sixth grade peer pressure. Right. Yeah, and then she takes What's the gaslighting. It's, yeah, it's gaslighting one on one. You know, even his wife, M, you know, just really insults him throughout the movie. So oh, I, I finally met one of your fans. You know, <laughs> this guy's like, he does like a so little bit, but it's also like. It's you not know, as harsh. Are married, jab it no, it's it's like, not. And by the way, it's playful, but he's gorgeous. taking it more personally because he does feel, you know, I'm not in, I'm not contributing to this financially. Uh-huh. I'm not like I'm beholden of anything that she tells me to do because I need the money that she's giving. And I don't think that makes M's character bad. I think she's a good character. I think. Yeah. Uh, James is the one who has all the faults, really. I mean, she's kind of sure. caring. And, that's and so what I think about her. I don't think she's as upset or tense. I don't think there's as much tension on her part about his lack of financial contribution to the marriage. I think she's more focused on his lack of emotional contribution to the Which marriage. Which we see in the very beginning yeah. when she's talking about the things she wants to do for the day. Yes. I th- just, yes. just humor her and go do the things that you that your wife wants to do and have fun. You'll have some fun. Mm-hmm. And he and sort of what- just plays it down. And that's the thing. It's like, that's so, like money is so cut and dried, right? Like money is tangible. You, you can see numbers, like, you know, whether so, like that's easy to see, but like the emotional subtleties in a marriage and like the subtlety of slight distance or disconnection, like he might be going through the motions, but she, as his wife knows, like he's not engaged. He's not right. fully engaged. He it as an he's not participating in this well, marriage fully um mm-hmm. and so i think that is the bigger problem to her than the the financial problems i think like i don't even get the sense that that's a huge problem for her like they clearly made some kind of agreement at some point that like oh sh- he was gonna work on his book and she was gonna like you know support them financially now you know those types of agreements always need to be renegotiated at some point but like at one time at least that was an agreement it's not like you know i definitely don't get the sense that he was just like fuck you i'm not gonna get a job i'm gonna write my book yeah she's she's supporting him as a creative as as an artist this had to be like an agreement at some point um well he was the protagonist of the movie but semi antagonist because he kept using the excuse of writer's block Oh, I've had six years of writer's block. I mean, it's a thing. Well, he's the protagonist. A protagonist doesn't have to be good. The protagonist is just whose point of view you're following. They can have serious flaws. Um, Right, but M was right about him. I mean, it's just like, you know, this guy, oh, this guy's pretty worthless. We see early on, too, right? Like, when she talks about the Chinese food place, he's like, on a Chinese food place in town, like, I don't think I want to do that. But then Mm. the first thing that M says is Chinese food, and he just fucking goes right with it. Yeah. Uh, Gabby, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's Mm -hmm. just... That's and and you know she no, she noticed that as the wife like she's uh-huh. like, yeah because mm-hmm. the next scene is them together with this other couple at this Chinese food restaurant the same place she wanted to make reservations yep so I thought I, the use I thought the use of color in this movie was perfect 
the, the way it switched up. I mean, it was almost like an acid trip, like halfway through the movie. Well, like, the hallucinatory Ooh. scenes are really interesting if you mm-hmm. slow them down or there's a lot going on there. There's It's hard to follow, but because there's a lot of just naked imagery, you know, that's tantalizing oh. and that catches their eyes. Sure. But like you, you alluded to earlier, there's a moment of like body horror, uh, dysmorphia or whatever. Like, uh, not dysmorphia, but like it morphs in her nipple. Yeah, her nipple morphs into like a worm type creature, like something protrudes out of it. And then like mm-hmm. he sucks on that and it kind of like wraps around somebody else's like breasts as well. It looked like or something there, there's like. There's a, I don't know, there's like a manifestation of them turning into monsters in a sense in this hallucinatory scene with him. And it's, I don't, we don't know whether it's just something he's saying or if this is just for us as the audience to kind of see the true intent behind some of these characters that like they aren't, you know, just wealthy people, like they're monstrous in a sense. Or I don't know, it's weird because like you said, James is. He's our guy, but he's not really our guy. He's not a good. No, guy. he's really not. Yeah, I, I thought it was a, it, it was the symbolism of the masks. You know, it just mm-hmm. it, it, they're monsters. Yeah, we haven't people. even touched on those. Yeah. Good call. All right, go. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I'm just yeah. The masks were they're awesome, and they, like you said, the symbolism of how they they kind of represent what your true self is like. That's why the, right. the rich people when they put them on, they do whatever the fuck they want when they're on, and it's almost like the resort sells them for that specific reason. Mm-hmm. Like they're aware of it, right? This is their thing. It's like, come here, do whatever you want. The hedonism, the fucking craziness. And uh, if you're rich enough, you can get you buy your way out of it. But put these masks on so that, you know, people know that you're fucking loony. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I dig it, though. The imagery of the mask is unsettling as shit. Oh, my God. So yeah. well I did. I did not like that. <laughs> The one with the like the pennies, like the the money in the mouth. It's like a female version of a mask, mm-hmm. and there's like money in the mouth, and it just they're all they all look like people that have been abused or like cadavers or something. It's they're off. It's very yeah. upsetting. I didn't like the one with all the holes in it. It activated my phobia. Like yeah. Don't like that. Nope. <laughs> don't like don't like holes. Nope. I got an issue with the uh, hotel owner. That's what she said. <laughs> when they go to the hotel owner's house, I thought that was a pretty cool scene of them like breaking in they're all drunk um yeah they're sloppy like that's not how you should be breaking into a place you should try to have your wits about you but whatever and they're just that's there not to how you should be breaking into a place here's how you <laughs> well, should i mean if you're gonna do it do it properly don't get drunk <laughs> yeah. first like try to be <laughs> tight unseen you know no i just i i think it was just more ad additive to what you know these people could do they can go break into a house they can go oh, yeah, kill somebody. No, yeah. so yeah. It, it was fine I mean, no, I'm not. Right. I'm not criticizing like they shouldn't have been drunk. I'm just saying in my mind, I'm thinking like, why the fuck would you get drunk and do this? <laughs> like you said, they are super rich. They can do what they want, but they break into this guy's house. He's having sex with like a younger woman. There's other like naked women walking around or something, and they the scene where they they put them all down on the ground and like he's pantsless. He's got the weirdest weirdest wiener. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's got like it's really itty bitty, and there's like folds around it, like it's a vagina. I'm like confused. I, I was like, whoa, bro, what's going on down there? How did I not notice this at all? Yeah, oh, I didn't Jack, either. Jack so, with you. I was like, wait, what? It's there. I gotta watch this again. I didn't. Well, I don't recall seeing this penis. guy for even if that's the actor's real <laughs> drunk. I, hey, man. <laughs> Maybe you saw the unrated one, and we saw the R one. No, no, I saw the regular one on Hulu. They show oh, it. It's just it's under know. his like. He's got like a tux top on or like a suit, a suit top. He's still got his suit jacket on um, and just I don't know. His his nether regions look weird. Speaking Wait, of which, this is, origami. 
What I, I want to ask Heidelberg real quick is like, like, <laughs> yeah, so you said the uncut version has how much more time? 90 seconds, like 90 seconds. It's there's just a couple scenes like longer. It was the same thing with Megan, too. Oh, we just, but yeah, Cronenberg said that like he was not That's changing all. the pace of this film at all by adding stuff, so he basically just like made a couple scenes a little bit longer. I'm mm-hmm. curious of what they would have had to cut out to make it an R rating from they an cut the penis 17. That was they show an actual penis coming, and the, they show they show her hand on ejaculation. Oh, oh, they show it. The the hand job. Okay, can I just interject something here real quick? I just this is like a little sidebar, but I just have to mention. I love origami. Um, (laughs) penis origami. No. Uh, (laughs) right now I I do not understand why, but right now if you look up Alexander Skarsgård on IMDb, he is pantsless. I saw that. Oh, with the tuxedo one. He's wearing like a a tuxedo top and no pants. I saw that. And that is his. That is his first IMDb photo. That's yep. like what comes up Hold for his on. profile. I'm looking it up. Why? Oh, why? it's there. It's why? his profile. Alexander, why did you do this? I, I just know. must know. He obviously like he looks like he's at a on a red carpet or something, but with no pants. He looks on. like a little kid who had to rush to get dressed for church and then like forgot their pants. And they're like, "Mom, I'm ready." You're <laughs> like, "Son, are you forgetting something?" You're like, "No, I'm good." It's like your pants. You forgot your pants. It is like a BB picture. I told you. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah he's wearing like yeah he's not wearing any pants. Holy, right, fuck. he's got all tidy whities on. Yep, and you see him on stage too. Yeah. What Who the fuck? Like, is like you can that? see the you can see the bulge and everything. Well, he's wearing a little underwear. Yeah. He's got the tidy whities on for effect. I feel. Like. And he has like sock garters on. Yeah. I've never understood sock he, garters. He's barely smiling. He's just like, mm, so your socks sure. don't fall down, Heidelberg. No, I mean I know what they're there for. They just it's an older set of sort of. It's stuff. very old fashioned. Yeah, I don't. I wonder if those are like Heidelberg, garter belts. For what women. is socks? Like, when Ryan I see a like, garter belt, I get turned on. Do socks. women get turned on from sock garters? No. Is that a thing for you women? You're like, oh my God. No, but stocking garters, like those aren't supposed to be, they're, like the purpose of them isn't to look sexy. The purpose of them is literally to, to hold your stockings, stockings up. They will not I know, but they do up. look sexy. I know. But, but we have to wear them on our schlongs. I need an extra small. Let me order it on Amazon. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my word. God, you need to take a trip to La Coca, La Troca, whatever. Look. <laughs> It's not gonna help. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, your schlong will be praised there. You can your schlong can do whatever it wants while it's there. Sure. Exactly. If you just have enough I, money. I can scrape it against the sand if I'm crawling oh on my, my belly. God. Please don't do that. Okay, so I have a question. It seems strange to me that they have this whole setup and it seems like everybody knows about this system with the doubling, right? Yeah. Okay. Like this is a well known thing. Would would you guys agree with that? Yes. In that Do you think community? that people outside of the resort know about it? Well, so that's my question because when the first time that James gets doubled and his double is executed and the young boy comes to stab him. Right. Do you think that the boy knows that that's not or that supposedly that's not the one that I mean, really killed his father? That's the question I have is like you can because see he, everybody else on the He's right there. He's not like like yeah. the I other wondered, one. Can't is... the doubles see their own doubles laughing at them? Like... Right. And so, like, because he was calling out, he's like, "M, M, help me, help me!" Mm-hmm. And it's like, can't like he should he probably sees himself there, and like, I guess what I'm, what I'm, what I, 
was trying to get at when I started asking this question, except I'm just using too many words, is like the boy who's doing this the execution, like presumably the purpose is to get a it. sense of like retribution, right? Like, yeah. oh, you right. killed my father, I'm gonna kill you, Prepare and now it's die. even, right? Yeah. Exactly. My name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> But like, if he knows that that's father. not the one that actually <laughs> killed his father, isn't that meaningless? Yeah, right. Basically, killing like, the wrong person. Is he throwing a little bit extra cash, like, kid, keep it quiet, all right? Here, you got to kill somebody again, Jacqueline. I, like watching this for the first time, I didn't notice that. I, I just noticed that he had this big smile on his face, and his wife was yeah. looking at him. Yeah, going, but they're out. They're right in the back on like some bleachers, yeah, as if I like they're that, watching a high school football game. <laughs> yeah, like when the detective said, "Oh, you're going to be present at your own execution," I thought they might be behind like two-way glass or something that like they couldn't be be seen but it's like the doppelganger can see him and presumably the kid can too they're like 10 feet away yes true so like is is there any meaning in this or does he not know like does are they counting on him to not turn around i don't know as audience members they didn't ever show that to us like but that would be the double can see emily or m yeah. Yeah, but they show it later where like these people are cheering. How could you not notice that that was the same person? You know, because right. they've. Well, I guess the, the film's trying to say like you're just so wrapped up in the fact that you're about to be executed. Like that that little bit of scenery in the corner there doesn't matter. It's actually far off, and like the fact that you think you see yourself <sighs> is is a small little moment, and right when you're about to get killed, so you don't process it. I don't know, like. But the sun would. Oh, but even more than that, I'm more interested kill. in the the idea of the retribution and whether yeah, it has yeah. any like, meaning. You know. Like, if he knows that that's yeah, not. it's not like he was like closed off from looking in any directions until he saw the the victim. Did we find out what the other clones did or or why they were getting executed? We found out while Alban. Oh, during that one moment, they were yeah. all being executed for the same exact crime: the the killing of the, the break in. The... Yeah, okay. the break in. Yeah. And oh. they were all there. They were all caught. So um because of the shootout, which Mia Goth looks crazy when she's shooting a gun and she's all wide mouthed and fucking screaming. Yeah. Oh my god, guy. she was so fucking awesome this movie. But Oof. back to just the, the killing is interesting because yeah, because the son's gonna come out, he's gonna kill someone, and then which is a gnarly fucking scene, that stabbing scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. like that was a lot of the stuff. The gore in this film is very realistic and unapologetically like yeah. not fact driven. It's this so- was yeah, this was less gory than than uh, Possessor, but it was. I don't more know graphic. that. I don't know if I'd say that. No, I, I, that... I, I, no, I think it's more graphic. I don't. I, I think it's less gory. Okay, because there's a scene when he beats the dog's head in. Yeah, it's pretty fucking graphic. Yeah, yeah. It's I think really we just graphic. Trade, there's some sexual graphicness in this film. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. From... Well, so I'm still. Hu- I'm sorry. I'm still hung up on that kid. <laughs> like, do you think that they told him that? The double was in the audience, maybe. Yeah, like, if maybe he knows about the it. double, like, assuming he knows about the doubling, maybe they told him that the double is in the audience and he's killing the real one. But then, what would the purpose of the double be? I just, yeah. Like, how maybe would the boy, would, like, how do you explain it away to that? That's like that's... the person, and not just the boy, but all of the executions. Like, how do you explain that away to the Because you got to imagine this happens frequently, at least every couple of seasons. Every summer. Yeah. Yeah. Every summer. So, I don't know. I just, I feel like that's a point I don't really understand yeah and i don't know if there's something there that i'm supposed to be getting that i'm not or if it's like a kind of a a a logic loop i don't know it's interesting if there was a moment where like he locked eyes with the kid or something where they acknowledge like oh the kid can see him you Mm -hmm. know what i mean there's not a moment between them 
mm-hmm. where it establishes like, oh, we can see this. Uh, but the way that scenes played out, yes, it seems like they're just in the fucking room. They're just further back. Yeah, I mean, we can see like it's a, it's established for us noise that they're all in the later. same. Yeah. Couldn't that added a lot more continuity to the movie if the the little boy saw? Uh, uh, I mean, it would add some depth James. to the, I mean, like he way, looks back and it's like, what the hell am I doing? You it would know? explain then, some of the rules of this world, yeah. the way the world's the, the 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 mechanics of this whole execution thing and this doubling um, premise. Because sure. you would think that I guess the victims are in on it, like enough, mm-hmm. like they they were true victims, like they whoever was killed was taken from them wrongfully. But they maybe they're paid off a little bit, so they know that this is a thing that goes on in town, and it sucks that it happened to them, but they're allowed to at least you know get revenge well, well shoulda woulda coulda i mean to me this kid just seems like he was so pissed off that this guy killed his dad that that's what he also he went feels for. like he was being done what he was told to do almost like he's sure told, like get well, out there and kill the guy you know what yeah I mean? yeah but you there know, was he, no other ex- yeah no other explanation to it so i don't know yeah i don't know just a question mark for me that's all mm-hmm. No, it's interesting, actually, because like those are the little things of like, well, how does this work exactly? Because that's that is the main draw of this mm-hmm. is that right. process of, uh, you know, executing a double and getting away with something. Yeah, I just I wish that he had put um, James and M behind two way glass. And I feel like that would have taken care of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even if yeah, just show the glass and then show that like you don't see it anymore in the scene, maybe because we acknowledge that like it's there. You just can't see it the entire time. So that mm-hmm. would be the other actors emote, but yeah, yeah, that would have made uh, sense. Maybe it's supposed to be there, but like the film doesn't really describe it or tell you. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. That is kind of a, a little bit of a, a negative. Definitely. <clears throat> All right. Well, any other points you guys wanted to bring up or should we go ahead and rate this? Um, I'm just thinking there's so much on this film. I think we touched on most of the stuff I wanted to Uh, try to think the ending. There was a couple things. Uh, oh, there were a couple moments of dialogue that I did like. I like when James gets like after the orgy or the other killing, he gets like frazzled and he runs back to the hotel. He's all panicky and uh, they come there to see him. You know, they kind of sing to him through the over the balcony. And then Gabby comes to his room and she's trying to get him to open the door. Uh, and. She's telling them that like they paid a they paid a they paid a detective to create another double, which was he thought was a detective, and then he you know beat him up, belittled him, humiliated him, and then realized that he was doing it to himself, a double of himself, um, which w- w- is an interesting scene. But mm-hmm. she lets him know that like basically oh, it was all a prank. We're just fucking with you. And then she mentions I just <laughs> it was a scene that kind of stuck with me where she's like we when we get back we can have a three way you me and your double. Have you ever done that before? Like. It was so trashy, but in all the right ways. I was just like, oh, my God, yeah. this is so disgustingly. It's sensual, though. At the same time, it's like, yeah. hey, you and your yeah. double can fuck me together. Like, have you, you're never going to be able to do that in any other world. Like, you want to <laughs> do that? Like, I don't know. That sounds enticing, even though it sounds crazy. think about that. Like, yeah, right. Like, would you guys fucking... have a three way with your your double and no. a hot person of the opposite sex? No, just me and Mia Goth. I'm fine. I think I would. If Mia Goth. I thought you were going to say me and me. <laughs> If me and God, me and me and I just don't well, want to Mia sounds like me. I thought you were going to say, "Oh, just me and me." No, yeah. me and me and God. You get it on with your double, and that's it. You don't need me and God. No, no, no. <laughs> me and me and God. Um, also, the the scene where he's where where he uh, he's on the run and he gets shot in the leg and he felt mm-hmm. he comes into the barn or that area 
Do you do you think that area is actually the same area where the kid whose father he killed is, or is that just a hallucination of his? I'm not sure. Like the obviously, like coming into contact with the kid is a hallucination, but you think yeah. that might actually still be? It could. Someone it like helped a him up. And they said someone did help him. Yeah. I thought about that a little bit, and I I don't know, Because in that I, moment, I think... he the kid tries to kill him again. He cracks the kid's head open, mm-hmm. revealing M. Yeah. And then M's there strangling him as if like he's always thought M was strangling him like creative right, right. or financially or whatever. Like, yeah. Um, and then she breaks his head open and there's nothing there when his head right. breaks open at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like interesting. That, I don't know. Uh, and I then gotta watch when he wakes up I, and he comes out of the barn. And again, I got to watch this movie again. Just kind of miss those little things. But it's just ugh, I, I, I don't want to, but I kind of do a little bit. I, I think know. this is definitely a movie that warrants multiple oh, viewings. Yeah, oh, I think all, sure. all of yeah. all of Daddy and Baby Cronenberg's movies weren't, weren't that. And I like that you said Maybe. techno horror, and that sort of seems to be a little bit of the theme that his last two movies, at least, are touching on, which mm-hmm. is a this little one? bit different. Well, yeah, because of the technology yeah. being used, it's not as glamorous. Sure. It's not really body possessor. horror. Yeah. Well, so it's more like a, the there's... it's more like the horrors that technology can. Like there is body horror in this film, um, but it's not the central thing. I think, like Jacqueline said, it seems Brandon's sort of um, swerving a little bit with sort of his themes. And they're similar to his dad's, but different Um, where we are. I don't know. I'm getting more videodrome from this than, you know, uh, fly or, you know, stuff like that. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So a New York Times review um, said, I think this is an interesting comment. Infinity Pool suggests that while the elder Cronenberg might be fixated on the disintegration of our bodies, his son is more concerned with the destruction of our souls. I thought that was an interesting take. Yeah, I, I that's like a great that. take. I think, yeah, I think that's because yeah. Esther too deals with something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, yes, bodies are killed in this movie, but I don't think it's about like the decay of the flesh and the horror that comes from that. That's like not what this movie is about. Yeah. So I stand by what I said. I think this is techno horror. I don't call it body horror at all. I like that. Yeah. So, um, well, Jacqueline created her own subgenre. I have techno, coined it and I horror. want royalty. Anyway, are you guys ready to review now? Let's do it. Um, Johnny. I'm gonna. All right. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. The acting in this was fantastic. Um, I just, there were parts where I just, I, I didn't get it. I was kind of like, I was lost. I was Okay, you're going like a couple of different directions. I love what Brandon Cronenberg does. Um, this movie made me want to watch Pearl, which I've never seen, and watch uh, Possessor again. Yeah, just because Same. I en- I enjoyed Possessor so much more than this one. But this movie is not bad. But it's it's kind of hard to watch. But it's not. It's like I was so torn about it. Um, it sounds good, like a dad movie. Well, I I, I kind of watch those with more like more nostalgia of like oh yeah it's a Cronenberg movie yeah hell yeah but this was just like it was so weird for me but it was fun but it was not <laughs> it was like I, I was so torn on this but it's a fuck I'm gonna give this um, <laughs> I'm gonna give this a seven out of ten reach arounds <laughs> that's funny okay sorry Hedgeberg. What are you sorry he's taken over. He's taken over the high, the reach arounds. <laughs> I, give a better, I give a better reach around than Mia Goth. I'm sorry. 
Uh, I believe that. I spit I believe on my fucking hand. She didn't even spit on her hand. I know. It was so uh, horrible. Yeah, but he still got 10 off, out of 10 like, from Hyderberg every yeah, time. Yeah, without, without, without. Oh, no, man, this don't get the 10 out of 10 because of the, the reach around. It's so No, meta. no, I mean, your your reach arounds are 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh, thank you. What, John, what'd you say you gave me? Seven? Seven. I'm giving it a seven out of 10 reach rounds. Okay. To completion, right? You're at least going <laughs> to. Because that's important. Yeah. Well, it's it's you can't, well, you can't just drop off midway. Yeah. No, it's the it's the milky rocks, so it's fine. Nice. <laughs> I want to see a crab come up and just like start like, doing something with one of the rocks. I don't know. Anyway, uh, my yeah, yes, uh, uh, John, you mentioned it. Gorgeous cinematography. Just yes, really. The the man knows how to shoot a film. Um, mm-hmm. He does some really good like high def shots. Um, exterior shots he's good at framing and um setting up a scene and allowing actors to just come in and like he sets that scene and then they come in and they do their thing and he's just able to capture it really well i think that's really the two movies i've seen of his there's like these cold openings to the two movies i haven't seen antiviral or whatever it's called but there's this and possession they both have like this cold opening that kind of just starts and then they they drop you in this world they don't say like, hey, this is how the world happened. And this is where we are now. And this is what we're doing. There's no setup. It's just, hey, you're in this world. And this is a glimpse of what's going on and figure it out. And both films do that really well. We get that conversation with um, uh, what's his name? James and his wife in the beginning. And they open the blinds and we see the resort. And that's it. Like, that's all the setup we really get. And we can cue in on their acting after that. From their acting, we can cue in. That, oh, there's a problem with their marriage. There's issues going on with James's ego. Like we can figure all that out as a viewer. I like that. I like that he the way his storytelling's uh, done and the way he directs. I think he's really promising. I'll be honest. Um, I do like Possessor more, uh, I, admittedly. Um, it's more of my jam though. Um, but I do think the acting in this is really great for the most part. It's phenomenal. Um, there are a couple moments where um, what's his name? Eric seems a little like. Um, like he's overacting a little bit, but I don't know. It's so, sort of just supposed to show like the, Who's the Eric, uh, whatever. Um, Scarsberg. Uh, Alexander. Oh, okay. Alexander. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Eric he, he played Eric, Eric in true blood. blood. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm so confused. <laughs> um, yeah, Alex, um, just, there's a, mo- a couple of moments where he's like wide eyed and like, Oh my God. And it's like, sort of like, okay, guy, like, but I get it too. Cause he's just in shock of what's going on. He's either intoxicated too half the time. And we do see that, like, he slowly just gets unhinged through alcohol also and, and, you know, being intoxicated with this hallucinogen. And he wasn't doing any of this shit before he met this group. So it's like, helped drive him over the edge. Mia Goth does a great job just being an unhinged villain in this. From X to this film, she's done several villains. I do recommend seeing Pearl. I think it's phenomenal. Um, I don't want to overhype it either, though. Uh, but just we really do get to see her character here, like change into this like cunning, commanding and like deplorable woman um, that she's kind of always been. And she brings James down there also. But then we find out that like he had it in him all along. You know what I mean? That's why it was so easy to bring him down and knock him down a peg because he's always been this man. He's just hiding it so he can fit in. And then in the end, he figures out how to just be himself in a sense and deal with the repercussions. We don't know what that'll be. It's ambiguous, but. I do think there's some great gore and twisted imagery in this film. The masks and the way we we do these long shots on them sometimes with people wearing them. Emotionalists. Um, it's just, I don't know, there's something that kind of just like disarms you when you're looking at one of these things and you're just sort of like, they're fucking horrible looking. Like, why would a tourist place sell these? They're just, oh my God. 
But they're great for the film and for the scenes when they wear them. And they allow the actors to sort of like disembody themselves from this one character they're playing and become something else once the mask is put on. And we all wear a mask sometimes where we, we show our true selves to people, certain people, or, we, you know, we act a certain way by ourselves that we do in front of people. So it's it's definitely, there's some symbolism there. I dig it. And I do think, you know, you, this film does warrant multiple viewings. Um you can watch it once and just be like, all right, it wasn't my thing. And I can understand not wanting to watch it again. I'm glad that I watched it again, though. And I did pull more from it this time than I did the first time. Um, uh, the gore is great. Uh, I, oh, like I just mentioned, I just it's a thought-provoking film. And I think it makes for repeat viewings. It's a good thing to just watch this film at least a couple of times. Um, you don't have to love it, but I think you'll get something out of it. And it helps for the understanding of what's going on. Um, I also think it's just an incredible take of like, on have nots and haves, you know, the haves and the have nots. It's, 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 there's plenty of films that speak on this relationship between the rich and the poor and the have nots. And, but I think this film does something different that I, I liked the way it blends in the tourism and the, the, the voyeurism and, and I don't know uh, what, what you want to call like that sort of that essence of like true nature where you can just fucking un be unhinged and do whatever the fuck you want without repercussions. And, is that something you could just turn off and go back to regular society or does that affect you for all time and change who you are? I think that film speaks on that. Yeah. Um, some people can turn that on and off easier than others. Uh, luckily the film to me is not a duty in the pool. It does have a couple <laughs> things that I don't, that don't work for me, but otherwise it's not a duty. in the pool. I never really felt connected to James and I didn't think his marriage felt genuine. Right. Granted, it's estranged. It's sort of strained. And like, we're not meant to feel that chemistry in a sense between the act. I just didn't feel chemistry between him and his wife, like the actress and the actor. I felt like they were kind of, and maybe that's intentional. Um, and I get you need some of that because it's there for the role. But I, I would have liked to see a little bit more of some of them, like a moments where they actually did have like some uh, relationship, a loving relationship. You don't really ever see that. You see the moment where they're talking together in bed and, but, you know, it's not enough for me to really like kind of get in there and just feel like I let me root for James a little bit before you tear him down. You kind of tear him down right away in the film. Um, the intent of Gabby and Albin and like the gang just felt undefined by the end for me. The first they liked James, then everyone pranked him. And then we find out that possibly they were just pranking him the whole time. Uh, like he was set up like as a mark. That's fine. But I just don't feel like the film sets that up oh, well enough. And then by the end, it feels like like maybe they respect him a little bit, I guess, like because he came through like they put him through the, the ringer and then he actually came through. And then so now they're like, all right, we'll take you in. OK, Hydraberg, real quick. If it wasn't uh, Skarsgård, if it was Justin Long, it would have felt more sympathetic, right? Like Justin Long's our height. I'm glad. I don't. I personally don't like Justin Long in these kind well, of. Well, I'm just saying, like, like that's his go-to. Like it's like his only thing he does. I don't really. I disagree with that. He kind of plays He's that. Done plenty of nice guy roles too. That's no, he totally plays has. Nice I, I'm guys. just saying, like Alexander Skarsgård is like six foot four, so he towered over everybody in this movie, which was a problem. Why is that a problem? I didn't really. I don't know if he would have played. Like, he has a like the look of an guy. alpha. No, it, it, if he were to play a smaller meat guy, I mean, it would have been. I guess, but he plays meat pretty well. I think that speaks to the like part. the the depth of his like deficiency, his like yeah. interior deficiency. It's like that even 
a tall, strapping, handsome man like that is so fragile and like insecure. You know what would have been good if they ended this movie like he was wearing one of the masks when he's looking at the waves? Because the 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 the, the scars guard that we see in the beginning, that's his mask. He's already wearing a mask yeah. when we see him. He's yeah. not he's not of himself. And then like when we see him able to unleash in this this world, it it's it's awoken something in him. And so that might have been too much, though, to show the mask on him. But if you had, I don't know, it might have cued people in like John that just sort of like wanted a little bit more of that, like final piece of closure, just a little bit of it to kind of lean into that, that level. I actually think that's a really good idea. Yeah. And he's just because there's that scene of him smoking a cigar with the mask on that we got earlier. So you Mm -hmm. kind of kind of played into that. Um, Yeah. But I just think the intent of everybody was a little bit ambiguous to a point where, like, I feel like it's a detriment to me. As a viewer, mm-hmm. and even on the second watch, I'm sort of like, well, what was your plan with this guy? The writing feels like just a little wishy-washy there. And and what all, almost is almost always a very solid written film. I think the writing in this film is really good. There's a lot of characters, not a lot, but the characters that are there, they're pretty dynamic. Um, the fictional location, to me, felt a little underdeveloped. But I, although I, I do understand, like, there's a, mis- there's a mysterious nature to it um, that kind of lends to... You know, this uh, any vacation spot in the in the world kind of, you know, it's just pick a spot. It could be any of those spots and this could be happening there. So I, I get that just for me, I, I would have liked a little bit of explained, like if there was, I don't know, where's the location on the map? Like, where are we? Uh, possibly a small discussion, maybe a dinner about the history of this place, maybe just something small that could have just like, even if I didn't notice it, it's there and I could go back and hear it. Just I don't know. I just I think it's an interesting location. And there's an ambigu- ambiguity to it that maybe I know is intentional. So maybe it's, it, you know, it w- might have damaged the the uh, story if, if you did explain too much about this place. I just it's this weird mishmash of like cultures. And I'm sort of wondering, like, well, where the fuck is this place in, in the world? But that's part of the allure, too. So I think that's just on me, really. So with that said, I'm going to give Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool. I'm going to give it eight out of ten reach arounds. It's a good right. film. This is a fuck. And I do think I, I do think repeat viewings helps um, flush it out a little bit. No, no, no pun intended. <laughs> Jacqueline, how are you feeling about Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool? Um, I I felt very good about Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool. I thought the story was engaging. I really did not know where it was going to go. Um, from the moment it started, I was like just buckled in for the ride. Um, and I didn't, I deliberately didn't really read anything about it. I just knew it had something to do with going on vacation. That's it. And so I was like, all right, I'm ready for whatever this movie has for me. And I was immediately engaged right from the beginning. Um, I, I actually disagree with a few things that you guys said. Um, I did not feel like I needed more. Like I didn't, I don't feel like I needed to see more of their marriage. I felt that Cronenberg just dropped enough little hints that we can put the rest together ourselves that like their marriage is very strained. Okay. Like, and we see, well, so that, that opening, that, that sort of cold open scene where there, she like wakes up and goes and stands at the window and she's like, what did you say? And he's like, what? And she's like, did you just say and then something weird? And he's like, no, I said, do you want to go get breakfast? Yeah. And it's like, I feel like that's supposed to be a signal early on that like, they don't understand each other. Like they yeah, say one good, thing, like one one person says one thing and the other person hears something totally different. And isn't that just like the symbol of broken communication? Yeah. It's like, that's how I took that. Um, 
That's a good, yeah, that's a good way to think about it. I don't think that I wanted necessarily more scenes with them. I just felt like the chemistry felt a little bit off, but that's maybe just well, it's supposed to be can. right. Yeah, I think I it's supposed to be a little uncomfortable. Like we, ne- I don't think we ever have like a comfortable moment between them. You know, it's yeah. like as and as viewers, we're never just like, ah, like this is a, you know, this is, you know, a normal marriage. It's like, it's just a little on edge at all times. And and like I said before, it's all the bitch of it is, it is, is that it's like all subtle. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's like when you're in a marriage with somebody, you know them so well, that's like the slightest thing can be off. And it seems so obvious to you, whereas an outsider might not even see it. But I actually think that I almost called her Pearl. What's her name? Gabby. Um, Gabby can see it. Like Gabby's a very astute observer. And I think she sees the dynamic in their marriage. And I think she sees him and know, like she finds out that he's a writer. You know, we find out later that she like did all this quick research to find out who he is and how she can like get to him. Um, I think she knows right off the bat that like he he has to like she 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 knows what his weak points are gonna be, right? Yeah, she pegs um, him pretty quickly. Yeah. And and I think she also picks up on the dynamic in their marriage that's like tense because of the financial arrangement. I'm not sure how much she picks up on the like emotional disconnect as well, but you know, at least the the financial thing, that's something she can grab onto and be like, oh, I can exploit this, you know, I can I can appeal to his ego. And so for me, I think that's my favorite thing about this movie is those themes of like masculinity and themes of ego and like it's so fascinating to me that you know i'm asking myself through the first half of this movie why is he going along with this and it's because she's constantly subtly calling into question his masculinity and his bravery his like alphaness right mm-hmm. she's always like oh don't, like don't you want to be a like a complete man or, or you know i forget how she works he's also younger like, than a lot of the group too mhm or at least he appears younger yeah and she's always so like, like he's a new yeah. And and like so right off the bat, she tells she's left your book and da, da, da. she's like fawning all over him, which of course is gonna be like the most intoxicating drug to an artist, right? An artist of any source to have somebody be like, Oh my god, that like something you created was life changing to me, especially because he's not very successful. Like Stephen mm-hmm. King, he hears that a thousand times a day, right? Yeah, this guy like, never this- hears it. This guy who has published one book six years ago and like nobody bought it to hear to find a person across the globe who recognizes him is like, you changed my life. Someone of culture. Yes. And she's like gorgeous. You know, she's sexually Mm -hmm. alluring. I mean, how I can't even blame him for being like allured by that. Right. Like somebody who's extremely attractive, recognizes you and praises you for something that you made. And tells you that you had an impact. Like you get the warning right at the beginning, though, where she talks about the kind of actress she is. She's she does failure, right? Yes. Like that's I'm very interested by that exactly. too. Exactly. But he's so self-absorbed that he doesn't yeah. like put that together. Mm-hmm. And so I, to me, that's so interesting. That's how she hooks him. That's how she keeps him doing these these increasingly like insane things. Like after the first incident where he kills the farmer, you would think. That he'd be like, oh my God, I totally dodged a bullet. I could have like literally died. I'm off scot-free. I need to get the fuck out of here. Right? Yeah. Like, and just that's like what quit, doing. quit while I'm ahead, right? He doesn't. And it's like that's so fascinating to me that he keeps going back for more. He keep he does the break-in, he does the drugs, does this and that. 
Um, he he beats the the dog to death. I mean, it's just he like the orgy. he does the orgy, and so like it's. I think this is all about like the power of appealing to somebody's ego and how absolutely like powerful that is. Absolutely. And finally, by the end, I think that's the reason that he stays. I think like I think that's why he doesn't go back. He's not in control of his life at home. Um, John, I think you said earlier he doesn't really have anything waiting for him there. He like. Things are not great with his wife. His career sucks. Like he's got to fall into a role if he goes back home. There's a role exactly. For him. He has to fall exactly. back into that role. And Heidelberg, I think you said this earlier. I agree. I think he is changed forever because of this. And yeah. you know, there's a lot of movies about this. Like one, like crossing a Rubicon of some kind, right? Like one, mm-hmm. like once you have a certain kind of experience or you do a certain kind of thing, like you can't go back. You are forever changed, even if like the outside world can't see that it's not something visible but in your heart like something can never be the same for better or for worse right mm-hmm. like in some ways you know in some cases that could be a, a, a like a magical awakening in some cases it could be a horrible tragedy or trauma i think for him this is an awakening this like yeah. this power it's 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 what allows him to like assuage his his broken ego I think that's what it is. And I think it's like he's angry. I think he's angry at his wife for the position that he's in, wrongfully so, because it's not her fault. But like when she finally leaves, he even hits her with a little insult that doesn't seem to be like founded really. He's like, oh, just go run back to daddy. And it's like, we haven't been shown anything that she's like. Yeah, she's very. You know, she runs away. She runs away from problems. She was trying to stay with him and like, yeah. you know, try to help him get through. And like, she didn't just like dip out right away. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing to suggest that she's like an avoider. You know, like it just seems totally unfounded. And so it's, it's an like insecurity his, that she might hold, and he knew that to exploit it. Yeah. Right. And so, the, but so that, but that's his own weakness talking. Yeah. And it's the same it's, way it's, he's. It's a need to it. like throw an insult at her to make himself feel better and isn't that just like what all emotional abusers are isn't that what all narcissists are like they treat others like crap to make themselves feel better because they hate themselves right and so i think that's what this is and so to me like i thought this was so juicy and i was so fascinated by this whole thing and like it took me a minute to for it to dawn on me that like that's the the leverage that Mia Goth and these other characters have over him and that's what's allowing these events to unfold is his broken ego and their ability to exploit that and so for me I, I, I'm i afraid I, I disagree with you John about it being pretentious because I think if it were pretentious it, it wouldn't really have anything to say it would look all artsy but it it wasn't it saying anything true yeah and I, I think this is definitely saying something I think this is absolutely criticizing and satirizing this type of character and this type of like angry, broken man. Um, so I, I found the whole thing fascinating, but I, I definitely want to go back and rewatch it again. I loved this. Um, I don't know how I would compare it to Possessor in terms of which one I liked more. I enjoyed. They might Possessor be equal. More. I don't know. They might be equal for me. I really enjoyed this. Um, as far as I craft, think... I could, I could, yeah, I could say they're yeah. equal. Like they're both made really well. I just enjoyed. They Possessor. are. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think like. Um, Maybe visually, this one was not as exciting to me. I feel like Possessor was maybe had a little bit more of like Technicolor flash and flair to it. I feel like a lot of the a lot of the atmosphere in this like fictional place actually seemed very drab. Um, the orgy like- scene reminded me of 
what he possessor. learned like, possessor yes yeah, yeah so there's like these trippy the, moments with like, like a kaleidoscope of images mm-hmm. yeah, yes going. and there were so some that, that were like light and some that were flesh and they were blended really well where like flesh yeah. looked like it was being morphed into it was, yeah it played on that body yeah. horror a little bit. there was some it definitely going yeah. on too. it's very trippy and definitely reminded me of um possessor in in those moments like i guess he really likes to do the a little like psychedelic montage he's really into that <laughs> he's pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah he is it's yeah. very good like he i'll is. take it in every movie that's fine with me for sure do it um so yeah i thought there, there was just a lot to mine here in terms of themes and and like what so like what is I, I think this movie does have a lot to say i think it's it's a critique of this um oh and along those lines i meant to say I, funny enough, after all of this, all after all the events of the movie happen, I think the most wounding thing to James is when Gabby says, I never even read your book. Yeah, it is. Oh. He, that's, when he, that's the only time that he looks back at her. Yeah. She's, is, she's slinging insults at him the entire time. He's walking, yeah. you know, he's got his head down and his pride between his legs. But then he looks back at her like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You didn't even read my book. Yeah. And he's so but, like, that. that's the great, but that just shows like what an egomaniac he is. Like, that's the nerve. It's not even about ego. like, oh, yeah. you were torturing me by creating more doubles of me and making me. Yeah, you hurt didn't myself. read my book. Exactly. That's... I thought you were at least a fan, you know? Exactly. That would make that's this okay the, somehow. That's the biggest slap in the face. And it's like, yeah. that's the worst thing out of all of the. And she face. knows that when she says it, because then he looks back. But the yeah. idea, I wish she pulled out a piece of chicken and started eating it, though. They didn't. <laughs> The fact that the chicken was there, I noticed it this time, and I'm like, "Oh my! They gotta have a bucket of chicken right next to her. Like, where do you get that in town? First of all, and also eat some of it. Like, use that <laughs> prop. Yeah. So, uh, like, all, all said and done, I think this is a great movie. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I give it an eight point five out of ten reach arounds. Nice. Damn. Yeah. I'm still bothered lost. about that boy. I'm I'm still bothered about the boy and whether he knows about yeah, the that makes sense. And if so, like why he's okay with I haven't not really killing thought about it. Person. But this yeah, maybe they're paying that, him off. Yeah, I think probably. I think this film kind of sets some things up where your mind's just meant to like fill in the blanks sometimes where it's like, well, this isn't as important to us as storytellers, so we're not gonna like embellish. But as viewers, we were like, Well, how does this world work? Like, what does this kid see? What is he experiencing right now when he came in yeah. to kill his father's killer? And then right. see a, another copy of that. Or what if when that guy goes right. out and about? Uh, well, well, you're not meant to leave the resort. So technically, these people wouldn't see you again if you weren't, if you were actually paying attention to the rules. But um, I'm, I'm assuming that plenty of people leave the resort based on how you can get away with all this shit. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, there are some things that I don't need explanation for, like how the technology works, because I think that just opens you up to like, people picking that apart and it's like it doesn't matter how it works you just need to know that it works right but like this movie is more about human beings and their fallacies and their feelings Mm -hmm. and their experiences and like so to me i think it actually really matters whether the boy knows that he's killing somebody that isn't the killer of his father you know like that that matters emotionally so but like I mean, I, that could be explained away by saying, oh, they just pay him off and he he knows and they're just paying him yeah. extra and he'll he'll accept that as like retribution. Like, oh, I'm, OK, well, at least I'm getting paid. Um, but I, I don't like know, that so. the film has several ways you can view it, too. And you can view it through a feminist lens. You can view it through um, like everybody's sort of everybody that's involved in this film has gone through something. Uh, so probably a transformation like our main character at this moment. But mm-hmm. you just didn't see it, you know, or it's. Like they've all learned the lay of the land and they've learned how to deal with this like 
they've all dealt with that first encounter of like watching a doppelganger of themselves being killed and how that might have changed themselves. But like like you said, Jacqueline, you picked up on a lot of the the fact that we're kind of dealing with mainly the male ego as like the main like our character that we're focused on is a man, a creative right. man who's dealing with a lot of um, you know, egotistical issues. Yeah. Like it matters that he's a man in this. Like yeah, I get, you could make this character a female, but I think I think it should be a man. No, I think it's, it's great that it's a man because we still have strong female characters that we realize that that that, that are flawed as well. So that's like it's not like it's just like oh, it's all about men. Mm-hmm. It is in this story. This story right. right here, we're dealing with this version of what happened at the resort at this summer, and we're dealing mm-hmm. with James's transformation. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, several people have gone through this. It almost seems so. It, it's interesting to see. You know, at some point he might, if there was ever a sequel, he would probably come back to the island or they would come back to the island. And he would be like, I, I've run this place now. Like I've yeah. stayed here since you left. I'm embedded with the the locals. I don't know what the. I do got to admit, uh, my pick for September has changed since we've done this. Please don't say antiviral. No. Okay, good. I don't know. Go look at it. September. Oh, okay. Did Hold you on. just change it? I just changed it. Because I thought we had. A, <gasps> oh, oh, don't say yeah. It. Don't don't say it. Don't say it. Okay. Heisberg, Jack. Okay. Don't say it. I see it. I, I see don't remember it. what it was originally. So it was something else. I think, I think I it, was, it, something it was something to do with. I have that movie and I'm ready to watch it. So let's do it. Cool. You ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready for that. Perfect. All right. Yeah. I like it. We good? Yep. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Well, you guys want a little bit of trivia? I mean, yeah. a very little bit. I there's okay. very there's almost none. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow but um mia goth really does have a nipple that has like a little fucking alien oh, thing probe that comes a worm out. a no. little blood on it ew uh, oh that moist. was gross the symbol it was moist Ugh. oh he did suck on her nipple like right after she wrote dude on he latched oh, yeah, onto did. that thing like tom atkins like, he was I, sucking on that too. i was thinking of that too he's he does his own stunts <laughs> he's a craftsman man he's all about the crafts just like as, tom as amy burke said he sucks his own titties Yes, he does. He doesn't need no body double. Does his own stunts. Do sucks his yep. Own tits. yep. Uh no, oh, that's not the trivia I have. But <laughs> so I read this uh a, a quote from a negative review from the okay. Washington Post. And I, I don't know about you guys. I want to know what you think about this. Read away. Okay. The Washington Post claimed that the movie has an eye roll inducing plot. And that Cronenberg has inherited some of his father's worst excesses, sophomoric, fetishistic violence, and gratuitous sexualization. Nope. Not at all. all, I I totally disagree. The last film was sophomoric. This is his third (laughs) film. This is junioric. (laughs) Junioric. Yeah. Yeah. Junioric. And I think by now, I think Brennan sort of... Look, do I feel that Brennan's style has been influenced by his upbringing absolutely Fuck yeah. yes but i'm absolutely. cool with it because it feels yes. like he's a different extension it's of different what his enough father yeah. has worked with. his father is one of the few people that does the type of horror that he does too there's not too many people that copycat cronenberg that well right but this didn't he's feel like distinct. a body horror movie no I but mean, it doesn't have to be body well, horror it's i don't it's i don't think in a way it's yes. blending the the blend of like technology and organic technology and in a sense, in classism, and it's dealing with some of the same themes. I love what they did with the masks as far as like, okay, you're right. You know, it is, it's like the, the you know, higher, um, what's the word you used? I'm sorry. But like the mask, like really made this movie. 
it was just like 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 the way you saw them it was just like hey we can wear a mask we're fine we can do all this other shit you know it oh, yeah. just, yeah. it's a it's a cool aesthetic and then it does speak uh like further i, th- and yeah. I think you're 100 percent right about that hydroberg anyway i just I just don't agree that the plot is eye roll inducing and I no, don't no. think that the violence is juvenile or fetishist. I, I don't think it's fetishistic at the, all. The and I don't think the sex I think it... and I don't think the sex is gratuitous. Like I just don't I feel like this person didn't get the movie at all. I would expect more from the Washington. I Post. feel like this film is something that they are not used to even watching and they were not the yeah. pop. They were not ready. To- I don't think they were not. I don't think they were ready. Did you see somebody yeah. come in the movie it was just like uh that's gratuitous? You know what? That's a- that is great. Like, that's like one sense. second. So Jesus I Christ. I know. It's so small. And there was like a bigger scene. Actually, like, why don't you pay attention to what the movie is actually about? Like, instead of mm-hmm. oh, the, actual, like so some the actual acting during that scene, if you notice, you pick up a lot on their relationship right away. On <laughs> James, you, James is defenseless. He's he can't even bat the hand away from an, another woman who grabbed his dick. He's and he's also he just like, uh, uh. And she is all like commanding about it, you know, the way she jerks. Well, him like off. you said, it was very, it was very dry, but obviously very good because he. It, yeah, but it wasn't even it that was, sexual of a scene. It could have played no, so wasn't. much more sensually, and it didn't mm-hmm. on purpose. It was so about, anyway, I just, about control. Yeah, so I just totally disagreed with that assessment. Um, okay, get ready to freak out. It is okay. rumored. I, you know, you guys know I love hearing like who was considered for roles, but didn't get okay. them. Okay. It is Brad rumored Pitt. that Robert Pattinson was offered the lead role, but <laughs> I could see that. I could actually see that. He could pull that I off. I could too. Well, after the lighthouse, I could totally see that. Have you seen the Batman? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Yes, I did. The Batman? It was he was no. very good in that. He was you very should watch good it. Yeah. I think you and he Joey was, would like it. You don't have to be like very good. comic book, but um okay. it's he, a little long, good. but yeah, yeah, he's very good in it and it's got a good it's got good characters and some I think Fun, uh, uh, yeah, Skarsgård killed it in this role. Yeah, no, he did. But I, could, I could see Pattinson as well. I, I don't think he would have sucked. I could. Right, the, one, Skarsgård... the one role like you can't switch out is Mia Goth. Like she's no, no. he's got. I can't see too many other women. I mean, I could, but I don't know. Once once I've seen her unhinged, like... Jenna Ortega, because she's in everything. She could do it. Yeah, no, no she, I don't think no, she has no, that. I'm just kidding. Side. I'm just kidding. No, no, she's maybe, maybe, can maybe the role of M. Yeah. I'll be that. honest, Mia Goth's like her speech, like the way her voice comes out, her cadence in the scene, especially where like they stop the bus. It's it it's screechy. I feel like my brain wants to explode when she's talking like that. Yeah. Didn't it feel like, like Shuri like Moon Zombie? Yeah, it's high pitch, it but it works. Yeah, but yeah. she just delivers her line so much better. So. When she's like, Jim. oh, true. Like, and that's the only so scene when she gets like that. Yeah. 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 Very shrill. Um, Interestingly, this film made more money in its first week than Crimes of the Future did in its entire theatrical run, which oh, of course was directed by David Cronenberg. Oh. Yeah. I saw Crimes mm. of the Future. It's not bad. Yeah, I still want to see that. It's interesting. Should we yep. put it on the docket? Sure. I don't know. Should I switch out what, what no. I put in for September? No, no. Just don't, don't, just, don't. I don't like don't, changes like that. I like to have a structure. I don't like okay. change. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm okay uh, with change. I just no, like you, change you guys are good with what I picked in September, right? Yeah, keep that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I just changed it. That's what we're going to watch. I won't say that, anything. That we have some theme the... months coming. Yes, we do. Yes, we'll we talk do. about that later. We can't change we'll anything there. No, we cannot. So that's all the trivia I have. So that's it for Infinity Pool. 
Yeah, I know there just wasn't much, and I uh, just what did didn't... they use as the jizz? What, what kind of jizz was it? Fake jizz? It was it was actual jizz. Oh, it was real jizz. Was it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was mine. Know. It was mine. I'm sorry. That was mine. You're a jizz standing. I, I, I didn't even know that I, was a. I know. I sent still, it to Hollywood. They did, the whole they the put it in strike going no, on right now. It, can you still? It was in without? a petri dish. What they did was they unscrewed it. They threw it on the rocks and they had a little syringe that they could squirt it out. Right. Yeah. No, now we know. They, put it, come out they put it in an air fryer That's and they fucking heated it up a little bit and then an air fryer. Ugh. Yeah, isn't that what everybody heats up their food in nowadays? Clean that before you make your chicken nuggets. Damn. <laughs> well, you put it there. <laughs> put a little aluminum foil. You want some John Ranch dressing? Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, some mano mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Yes. Mayonnaise. Yes. John Mayonnaise. John Mayonnaise. Oh, don't That's say what that. It's we need okay um so anyway <laughs> that was it for infinity pool we're gonna stop talking about that now <laughs> and <laughs> Jacqueline, uh, it's week, your pick next week there is what is it Does next it smell week good? yeah it <laughs> smells better than may- mayonnaise john and a's i don't know um <laughs> <laughs> next week we're gonna be talking about the film perfume the story of a murderer from 2006 Perfect. what's that no, I was saying de, de toilet. Uh, yes, eau de toilet. So I've uh, never heard of this movie. I know. It's a little it's a little off the beaten path, Act- I think. Yeah. But it has some big name actors in it. So yeah. Uh find the movie called Perfume, the Story of a Murderer. It has um Dustin Hoffman in it. Yes. Yes. So that's, that's the right one. Because I think there's a couple different things called perfume, but this is from 2006 and it's the story of a murder. It has Dustin in it. So that's the right one. Uh-oh. And I'll explain Bart. why next week. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one. It's a little different, I think. But yeah. So in the meantime, if you want to tell us your thoughts on Infinity Pool or if you want to talk about perfume, you can email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com. You can also follow us on X, I guess. At Cut Above Horror. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what to say after that. Um, <laughs> fun to share any reach around stories with us. You can hit me up on Instagram <laughs> at a cut above one word uh, dot horror underscore review. What's the Instagram uh, Twitter thing now? What's that called? Threads. We're not on threads. No, we're not on threads. I don't see I the need. We don't jump either. on that. All, All right. right. Well, I'm going to go old school on you your asses uh follow us on facebook <laughs> cut above colon horror review make sure you give those five dead. star ratings on do we have a myspace <laughs> yes we need a myspace what about friendster do we still have a friendster, friendster. what's our grinder name john <laughs> we're looking wait, wait, to date wait. other podcasts Uh-oh, what's our, what's our aol account again it's spoils of horror complaints at aol.com oh yeah yeah, yeah. Fuck those guys. Um, yeah, make sure you give those five star ratings on Instagram and on iTunes and uh, reviews on iTunes. So thank you. Uh, a yeah. quick shout out. Last week's um, double feature with Give Me Back My Action and Horror Movies. Yes. Such a uh, I just enjoyed covering Grindhouse. Grindhouse is one of my favorite films in a so long awesome. And it was just a fun time the way we, we structured it. And I think we did a good job of just uh, covering it, you know, just, uh, you know, casually with with our friends and i just love the fact that we're making new friends and podcasting our show it's the first time we've ever guested together yeah it's true we've done that we've made all three of us by ourselves but yeah to guest appearance 
together as a group. That was cool for me too. I thought that was monumental. So yeah, just shout out to the, that those episodes. Go listen to Planet Terror and uh, Death Proof. Yeah, so yeah. our episode is Planet Terror. That's a cut above episode. And then if you go to give me back my action and horror movies, um, their episode is Death Proof, which is what we guessed it on. And then they guessed it on our Planet Terror. So it was a little, it was a little like a wife swap. Yeah, and if you if you hate it, uh, make sure you, you um, email spoilersofhorror at aol.com. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, we yeah. love those guys. Steve and yeah. Leo, we love you, honestly. Yeah. They gave me a nice shout out on their most recent episode. Um, Dude, they shout you out every other episode. You Come do, on, right? You ever notice that, John? There's like... I do. I, or, I, they or love or Jacqueline. Happens to be Jacqueline from A Cut Above. Oh, I think of- what they're trying to do is hook Jacqueline up with the uh, Domino's oh, the pizza, pizza guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something really so, small said by A Cut Above, and it just happens to be something Jacqueline said. Hmm. Yeah. By the way, Domino's Pizza Guy, Jacqueline's married, so fuck off. All right. <laughs> oh, but he's a nice lad. <laughs> he is a nice guy. Don't get me wrong, but fuck off, Domino's Pizza Guy. Uh, no, but Spoils we love of Spoils of Horror, horror and their episode episode on Evil Tunes was really. I watched oh, that was great. I want to see it now. That was, it's so do I. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's it for us, guys. Uh, I will see you fellas back here next week to discuss Perfume. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. I can't remember if it's for rent or if it's free, but it's it's Whatever. on Amazon Prime for sure. I'm so, putting on Perfume, so I'm ready. I can't wait to smell you next week. I'm having a smell good on. <laughs> all right, fellas. See you next week. And keep it creepy.